On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the dudes start out talking about all the new toy reveals for Star Wars Day, as well as a few Star Wars game updates. They then dive headfirst into the final two episodes of The Clone Wars, which, let's be real, provided some of the best Star Wars content of all time. A few new Lucasfilm hirings are discussed next. Guess what? They're going to be making a movie sometime after all. Then the guys move on to a few special segments for the fans. They got an Ask Us Anything session and a fan question spotlight in store. All before they close out with the top 5 fan artist features of the week. Don't worry, they'll get their recent wonky audio issues under control soon. So cue the music. How'd you like that clusterfuck of an opening to our first ever live stream with the both of us? That's right. Matt is here. Nick's over there. I always point the wrong way. Now I'm looking. I'm, I'm sort of pointing the right way. So, hey, we're doing it. We're live. There's no one here, but that's to be expected because we didn't really promote it. But that's how the Star Wars time show rolls. There is no planning. There's no pre-production. We just say, hey, you want to get on at two o'clock and we'll sit here and, you know, jerk each other off and we'll figure something out and maybe we'll do a live stream. And here we are. We are doing it live. And as you heard, if you tuned in at the top of the show here, uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. But we're going to be putting a major focus on the Clone Wars, obviously, because of the last two episodes, which were fantastic. I'm talking like some of this stuff, some of this stuff, getting nipples hard, this, that and the other thing. So uh, before we get into that, Nick, though, we have plenty of other things to talk about, and that's because... The past two days have been Star Wars fan holidays, right? We we got through May the 4th, a holiday, that, a holiday that you and I protested against. We did not do anything special for. But like I said at the start of the show, that's how we roll at the SWTS. We're not going to sit yeah. here like lemmings and just do something for Star Wars Day because it's Star Wars Day. Look, in our mind, it's Star Wars Day every Tuesday when we record and every Wednesday when the show goes live. So, I mean, that's, that's just how it rolls here. We don't, we don't mess around with, Oh, May the 4th is star Wars day. There's a star Wars day every week. If you tune into the star Wars time show. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that is Wednesday and you guys better get that shit on the calendar. So as you can see here on the stream screen, I guess that's what we'll call it here. The SWTS stream screen. Uh, we got some toys to talk about to start things off. We got a few new reveals last week. Thanks to, like I said, you know, all the retailers and, and product manufacturers out there trying to take advantage of Star Wars Day. Some of the salespeople run on Star Wars Day. So we did get some new reveals starting with my old favorite line to collect the Funko pops. Oh yeah. I mean, you get, you get some new Funko pops here. I, I like the, the combo. I like the, the Mando baby Yoda combo standing in that little gorge. Um, but all of these look really cool. And that's one thing about Funkos is, you know, if you just want something that looks fun that you can put on your desk, Funko pops are always good for that. And then the new big one here is the Moff Gideon with dark 
Saber. I think that one looks pretty pretty yeah, dope. I, I pretty like dope. a little Funko Pop Giancarlo action myself. It does look pretty slick. Uh, I, he uh, he shared that on his Twitter too. He, like he was freaking out. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm a fucking Funko Pop." Look at this shit. <laughs> I do love that guy. I mean, I as I think we've we talked about this before. I, I didn't know of his roles prior to Gus in, in Breaking Bad, but ever since then, anything he is in, he seems to. I don't want to say elevate the the production, but he's typically a a standout aspect of said production. I mean, it's good seeing him again in Better Call Saul, and then of course we get him here as as Gideon. So yeah, I mean, he's it's hard to sit here and look at Baby Yoda pops and say they they look fucking stupid, and I don't want them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I just the Funko Pop craze that I went through from hell, I'd say 2010 to 2017, 18. It just did me in on this on this chibi aesthetic for collectibles, at least. Uh, I appreciate them. I don't think I don't think people that sit there and, and worship the uh, Funko line are odd for doing so. I just can't get behind it anymore. Uh, yeah. But, I but mean, like you said, these little other... scenes like this guy here, that that's pretty damn cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's something cool. If you work in an office place, if you, if you have like a home office, it's just cool shit to put on your desk. You know, I don't, I have a few Funko pops. They're not in the, the Texas HQ right now. In fact, all you can see in the Texas HQ and all you will ever see is rots playing in the background right now. (laughs) Um, but Right now, you know, I got to set some stuff up. I got a Captain Phasma. I got a Kylo Ren. I got some other ones too, but it's just, they're, they're fun and they're cute. I mean, in terms of posability for you, you know, toy photographers out there, there are other chibi, you know, lines well, yeah. that, that you can do a little bit more. I think with, that was, you know? it's the, the Nen Android or Nen Droid. Uh, I, I believe the artist that we've, we featured that made some fantastic looking Nen Droid shots was, was it Aram Byroll or Aram B-Roll, something like that? Oh yeah. Aram Byroll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause, cause those, you can at least, yeah. I think, move their arms a little bit and twist their head around. So, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that, it's like I said, I, I, I'm always going to love the chibi look. It just... I can't get into collecting anymore, especially these days after all the new hot toy stuff we've been seeing, the Black Series stuff. So uh, before we get into those, my friends, if you you still love the Funko, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with the Funko sauce. Uh, You can pick these up for pre-order through Entertainment Earth, a great collectible store out there. Um, Standards going for $10.99 while the scene is a little bit pricier, uh, but you can pre-order those now. Uh, other figures that were announced, and these are kind of more in line with the toy photography people and what I collect these days, Nick. Uh, we got some new Black Series reveals. Um, there we go. Hasbro. Hasbro. They're, they're still getting into this carbonized line here. Um, yeah. I guess that's kind of our lead image here is this carbonized Vader. Uh, it's. I mean, I just don't know why they want to make everything blue. Like, why? Apparently, why do they do that? From what I read, <laughs> at least with this Vader, the the blue accents are apparently an homage to Ralph McQuarrie, and okay. how some of his Vader art he had a blue sheen to his armor. I mean, I can buy that, but what I would rather see is if you're gonna do Ralph McQuarrie homages, just fucking make the figures based off of the yeah, Ralph yeah, make it look yeah, exactly. I'm with you, dude. Make it look like that, McQuarrie, because his Vader is is iconic looking. I mean, obviously the one we oh, got yeah. is is very infamous too. But I, I think any fan, and I believe I have it behind me. Oh, no, I have a, a McQuarrie Empire sketch from Bespin. 
But any fan worth their salt can probably look at a series of Star Wars art and pick out one of the more famous looking ones from Ralph. And it's the one of what Luke Starkiller kind of bent mm-hmm. down on the ground with a saber up defending. It's got like his, uh, wait, no, that's a different, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. And then Vader is kind of over top of him. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's Vader. I pre-ordered the motherfucker. Oh, look, Triple P joined in. Look at that. We got Cryos here. here, Tones 1138, Triple P, Devin James, hashtag Star Wars Time Show. That's why I said get some. All right. Thank you. We got a few people joining up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hopefully they haven't left already. Yeah. Uh, stick around for a little bit. Some of you may be featured in the show later Yeah, yeah. On. The Ask Us Anything is going to come towards the end of the show as we do most of our fan stuff. So if you guys want to go take a nap for a little bit while we're just talking about Star <laughs> Wars news and, and check back in, that's fine. Or just keep it on in the background. Triple P says he is not a fan of that Vader fig, as many people are. I... Like I said, a few casts back, the whole carbonized line is kind of odd, uh, but here's me going and pre-ordering all the shit just because I'm a sucker for Star Wars collectibles, and I have severe issues with FOMO. Oh, Super <laughs> Scoundrels, Devin James. That's right. All right. Look at that. We're pulling in all the big boys here. Yeah, yeah. Excellent there we stuff. Go. And, and he lives out west, so it's like basically the morning for him still excellent yeah this is his breakfast podcast and you know live stream grab yourself a beer smoke a vape and enjoy (laughs) the show (laughs) yeah that's right tones is over in the uk so it's basically tomorrow over there because i can't do time zone math but i know it's at least what six hours five six hours ahead of us living in the future for sure i don't fucking know time zones i think it's six hours i think it's because central time is yeah, is six hours behind. Right, so it's it's like I said, ot plus okay. ot equals ot. So that's the time he's yeah. in. Uh, but kind of back to these new Black Series reveals. Yeah, we got to carbonize Vader. Uh, I have a feeling Papa would probably like this one here. We're getting a revised version of a six-inch Stormtrooper. It's got, uh, it's well, it's got promises of better articulation. The parts are cut so you can actually pose him the way you see in this image right now if you are watching the live stream or checking out the uh, video version after the fact. So, Nick, for, for people like Papa that build super big scenes, they usually have multiple troopers in there all posed in uh, very creative poses, this is probably going to be a godsend. So uh, it looks like the helmet is improved as well. These are kind of sexy looking bucket heads, in my opinion. Uh, Oh, yeah. I don't know if this one's even up for pre-order yet. Some of these are, some aren't. The Vader is. I don't think this guy is. Uh, this Luke three and three quarter inch, he's up for pre-order. This isn't really a line I get into these days. They're too tiny. And quite frankly, how much money does one man have to dedicate to Star Wars? <laughs> honestly. Yeah. You, you would have to go full kingdom of weird and like dedicate your whole photography to the three and three quarter inch scale to really get into it that much. But I mean, it looks pretty fun. And you know, if you, if you do, favor that line i mean it, it looks like you can get some pretty good shots out of this new loop, yeah so. i mean it, it, looks, looks it, there's no doubt about it. i mean compared to the little three and three quarter inch i collected back in the 80s to what we get now i mean these things are little works of art but 
I'm going to stick with the big boys. They're they're slightly easier to take pictures of, and we all know I already struggle at that. So yeah, and when you throw them against the wall, they shatter way. <laughs> no, no, that's just that's like, just figure arts that shatters. I, I guarantee you, I could beat any of my black series off of a brick wall over and over and over, and they would probably not come apart. They may get scuff wow, marks, but I don't think they're going to shatter. President, oh, that is oh, a- President Trump joined the chat. Great leader. <laughs> that's it. We worship you. that's a ringing endorsement from matt too when you see when when you hear matt say that he can throw something off the wall and doesn't break you know it's quality yeah i'm not like i I don't come in here and kind of overstate what the hell i do when i'm during my toy photography (laughs) sessions you will never see my crate luke again outside of the one face where he looks like he's taking a dump because the other face is gone it's (laughs) literally lost somewhere in my yard it's been weeks now never gonna find it the grass has been cut uh, so who knows where that face is, but that thing did shatter like the punk that it is. Uh, moving on here, Nick, we're also eventually going to get a six inch Camino clone. I know uh, a lot of fans of the Clone Wars and building out trooper units are happy about this because they have this nice just kind of gray wash to them, you know, because these are the clones that just hung mm-hmm. back on Camino to defend it, this, that and the other thing. Uh, and people always love getting clone variants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of what I really like to feature are clone, either clone troopers, stormtroopers, any kind of bucketheads. And then we have some of the prominent members of our Star Wars time family, like operators of Republic. Remember the clone troopers? They always love to shoot oh, their yeah. clones. I, I, and, remember and, the clone yeah. troopers, I believe, is Triple P's Pop, brother. I don't yeah. know, big brother, little brother, but I, they are related. Uh, so it should be no surprise that they put out some dynamic looking shots. Uh, yeah. We already talked about Carbo Vader. Oh, we got some updated bounty bros, as I call them here. So we're getting reissues of Forlom and Zuckus. Uh, but there are some cosmetic changes here. Uh, each one, at least uh, Forlom, he's getting a much lighter, lighter, Tone. yeah, lighter toned smock dress, whatever the fuck he's wearing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zuckus, I believe they made his red thing a little more accented, the eyes a little more accented. And I can't tell if they, if the body there, you know how it looks like he's got a couple pair of tits there? Yeah. You know, it's like he's got <laughs> yeah. a, a top Saggy level tit tits. and then a mid level tit and then it goes to his belly button. Yep. Uh, so those are reissues and these are. Uh, I I believe Amazon has them now. They were kind of fucked up over the weekend, but I believe the Carbonized Vader, these Bounty Bros, you can get from Amazon right now, or Hasbro Pulse was letting you pre-order them from there because these were all supposed to be uh, Amazon exclusives, but because of all the COVID stuff and Amazon prioritizing, you know, shit to save people's lives versus our little plastic crack, uh, they didn't have the pre-order pages up all weekend, so... Uh, but I think you can get them now from what I was seeing on IG today. Uh, this one here, Nick, is pretty slick. This, I believe, this Dagobah Luke, I believe, was the uh, a fan choice vote from last year. Okay. Uh, so this is, I mean, uh, it's going on right now. If you go to like Star Wars, the Black Series, of course not us because we're not cool enough for Hasbro or big enough. But <laughs> that's up to you people here in the chat. You got to promote the show. You got to let people know that we're fucking radical. <laughs> Uh, but this one's pretty dope. You can pre-order him now. So this is Dagobah Luke uh, in his training deal with his buddy Yoda. And apparently they've, they've fixed the scale. 
Uh, so the Yoda okay. is is proper size. He's going to fit in the pack on the back, and he's not going to look like he's got a, a basically another person on his back. Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm looking at this shot now, and it does look like it's it it is appropriate sized Yoda because he's got one of them. It's a little bit blurry in the Fantatrax um, post that we have embedded on StarWarsTime.net, but you can see that he, he it's pretty damn close to what it was in the movie. He may look a little tall, but that might just be because of the way he's sitting in that pack. Yeah, th- this is uh, to me. I think this is going to be a banger set. I'm expecting some fantastic looking scene recreations once this guy drops. Uh, I think ship fall, but you can pre-order him now. Uh, hey, Klondike Studios just joined in, and we got some clarification from Triple. He is the older brother, so he's the o- yeah, he's brother. the Obi Wan. Remember, is the Anakin. Uh, yeah. So hey, thanks for joining in, everybody. Those, if you're just listening to the audio only version, we're trying to do both here. Uh, you know what I mean? We're we're trying to make it so those listening to audio aren't just going, "What the fuck are these two idiots talking about that I can't see?" <laughs> but we also have to address the community right here in the chat because they're the ones that matter. Uh, we're getting a proto fed helmet. I don't really get into this type of stuff. Like I said, it. Yeah, I remember we talked about proto fed a while ago. It's it's an interesting look, but it's not. I don't know. I want the the OG fed helmet. If I'm gonna have one, I want the OG. Oh, fed it's out. It's out there now. I think you can oh, get yeah. on a discount, Nick. So you are more of the. If you, we've talked about this, Nick. Nick prop. Nick is more of the prop guy. So. Uh, yeah. If you want some action with helmets, you're going to have to ask him. Uh, I don't know what he does with his helmets at night when no <laughs> one's looking or no one's talking. Uh, so you never know. Hold on. I got a special guest down here. My little daughter needs something. Nick, go ahead and check out, uh, move on to the Han and Carbonite Black Series. Yeah. Han and Carbonite next. Matt is entertaining little Charlie there. But it's a, you know, six inch flat Han and Carbonite. It comes with a stand to keep it flat, but I guess if you were creative enough, you could find a way to prop it up and then look, you know, it, it looks pretty nice, but really for me, again, as the prop guy, I want a full, a full size table Han and Carbonite. Like it's cool to have the little tiny six inch one, but I want to be able to eat my dinner on top of Han Solo and Carbonite and not have to worry about like, Oh, my cat's fucking with it. Cause I got a cat on my right or my dog got it. I got a dog on my left so back. you know it's it's pretty cool looking though i mean i like how you can put it flat you can stand it upright uh but like i was saying table sized han and carbonite for me only thank you very oh, much so you want you want life size then because i know i yeah, know they, they had this. one they had one at celebration at celebration this year when we were walking through the shop area i don't remember if i was with you or um or with taylor but like there was a full-size han and carbonite and I was not adventurous enough to spend. I think it was like $3,000, which is fucking crazy. Like, oh, there was no way I was going to get it. Uh, oh, action figure snaps just joined the room. What's up, Adrian? Uh, speaking of life-size stuff, Nick, just, you know, I know you just bought a new house, so you got all sorts of money sitting around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yesterday, I don't know if it's all week or just for the two Star Wars holidays here, Revenge of the Fifth and Star Wars Day, but Sideshow was was offering a generous $500 off of their life-size figures. Oh. Uh, they have, a, oh. I think they have a life-size Vader, a life-size Trooper. Oh, God, <laughs> a whole dude, $500, to... man. I mean, I'm sure now they'd yeah. only cost, you know, $3,000, $4,000, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. There is a if you go to Galaxy's Edge and if for those of you who have been there, if you go to some of the shops in there, um, there is you can buy a full size R2D2 unit. And it's not just like a prop, like it actually functions. 
but it costs like $20,000 or something like that. It is insane. It's a fully functional life-size R2-D2. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that shit is just, that's for the super rich. Yeah, so that, I mean, so. That, that kind of rounds out some of these reveals we got on this fan first Friday event from Hasbro, 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 Hasbro's, oh, Optimus Crime's up in it. Look at this. People actually will come if we build it, right? We're, there we go. Kind of like, this there is like go. the field of streams right here. Uh, oh, good word. Get, get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, anyway, so move, we, we got more toys to talk about, and, and which is good because we got a bunch of uh, toy fans in here or toy photographers, collectors, if you will. Uh, but Hot Toys really hit us with some enticing reveals yesterday on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Uh, this first one we, we can see right here if you are on the stream. If you're not, we're talking about a Boba Fett vintage color version 1-6 scale figure. That is beautiful. You get those bright yellows oh, on yeah. there. And this is <laughs> all, get- this is, I don't know if you're familiar, Nick, but the original Kenner Fett when he came out was colored like this. I mean, he was, yeah. he had so much color. He, he stuck out like a sore thumb compared to some of the other figures, which were very basic back then. Uh, the first F- Kenner Fett also came out and could potentially kill people. Uh, so if you can find <laughs> one with the firing rocket, I think he goes for 10 grand these days. Uh, but anyways, uh, last year, I don't know if you remember at SDCC, Hasbro's exclusive was the six inch version of this figure. I think I do remember right. us talking about I that. I couldn't yeah. get it. I'm not cool enough. Didn't make it out to SDCC. No one likes me, so no one could grab a spare one to sell to me. And I'm not fucking <laughs> caving into the black market bullshit that assholes get into with toy collectibles, in particular exclusives. So I was happy to know that I could, instead of spending, what, $30 on a six inch version, now I can drop a cool 255 or whatever on the 12 inch version <laughs> here. So I've got this guy pre ordered already. I mean, it, it didn't take any convincing. As soon as I saw it and as soon as the listing went live on Sideshow, this guy was added to my pre order queue. It's nice to have the Fets come out like this because they can't gouge you on extra head sculpts because his head always looks the fucking oh, same. Oh, don't worry. They can. <laughs> they can. They do? Dude, uh, because the one, the one, one six scale Fett I own actually comes with an alt armor set. I mean, it's an alt helmet, uh. alt gauntlets, alt uh, shoes, I believe, alt knee pads. So don't worry. That Sideshow Hot Toys, they can figure out ways to nickel and dime any figure. There we go. There we go. Just like any retailer should. Jesse Khan, is that is that everything? Is that everything, Kylo? I know I tagged him in the post. Jesse Khan, if it is, <laughs> what up, brother? Welcome to the live stream, the biggest shit show on the internet. Uh, so yeah, uh, this guy is available now. You can pre-order Sideshow, and he's supposed to ship summer, which we're almost there, or fall. So uh, you yeah. want to get on this, I definitely have him pre-ordered. Uh, if you missed out, this is also a nice re-release Sideshow announced yesterday. They are re-releasing the 1-6 scale ESB Darth Vader, which I own, and it is fantastic. Uh, this is yeah. a great 1-6 scale Vader. Uh, as you can see, uh, y- you can't see his full face. You do get kind of the back end if you want to recreate the ESB scene where he's, you know, kind of detoxing after killing a few of his Imperial uh, officers. Uh, but it, it's a nice set. You get a nice stand. It's it just 
these pictures don't do this Vader justice whatsoever. Uh, I, I guess that's all I can really say about him. I mean, in hand, this thing is a work of art. So if you missed out on this, it is now available. You can uh, get on this new version, which the biggest difference here, Nick, is you're going to get these new see-through boxes for those people that still suffer from the syndrome of not mm -hmm. wanting to take their high-end figures out of boxes, like I used to. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't you at one point, or I don't know if you were telling me that some people do this, but like you either you or some people would buy two, one to open and one to keep oh, in the yeah. box. Oh yeah, I mean th this, <laughs> dude. Like prequel era, three and three quarter scales, I shit you not. And if you're someone that has listened to the show for a long time, you're going to be like, this guy's fucking crazy. He he just <laughs> convinced me he's nuts because you know how I feel about the prequels. But for the Phantom Menace, because of the time period and how excited I was for all this, I have three of each figure. Three of each. One to keep, one to sell, one to open. And guess what? <laughs> They're all still in their packages. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so that's what that type of thing can get you. I, I eventually got over that and would just buy them and leave them in the package. Uh, but these days with Funko Pops and then up until all the way my newer collectible lines, which would be Hot Toys. Fuck it. They're coming out of the fucking boxes, man. I mean, it, it, yeah. enough is enough. I understand those of you that like keeping them in boxes. I really do. I used to be that way myself. That's how my dad trained me, as I'm sure your dads or your parents trained you all. But it's really useless. And if you're someone that's nuts like me and, and spends upwards of, I mean, let's be real, probably four to $5,000 a year on Star Wars collectibles, unless you have a mansion or a separate storage house just for your gear, you can't keep all these damn boxes. You need to build like a Star Wars house in your in your backyard, like a shed, like a one, yeah. like a small <laughs> studio apartment. Not, not even, it's just, not enough, man, because I even in my basement, which is finished and somewhat spacious, it, it's already starting to overflow out of the two rooms I've tried to contain them in. So uh, <laughs> shit gets dire over here. But my friends, and, hey, by that way, Jesse Khan is our buddy, everything. So I, I love that the one of the OG goats is on here checking us out. There we go. Uh, but last but not least, and this is going to be another must buy once uh, the pre-order page goes live. Hopefully it does, because sometimes Sideshow and Hot Toys, they do this. They announce these awesome figs, tease it, and then they never sell them. I think Poe Dameron from TFA is a great candidate. Literally, you still can't get him. I mean, he was announced, but <laughs> he's never going to release. But they're teasing a 1-6 scale Captain Rex as based on his Clone Wars final season appearance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we're going to get to talking about that soon. So that would be a pretty fucking awesome figure because, I mean, Rex has always been one of the more unique looking clone troopers with, uh, you know, the special painting on his helmet and everything like that. But if we could get like an actual... 332nd Rex from Clone Wars final season. That would be pretty Yeah, I mean, and, and we know he didn't himself wear one of the Ahsoka These orange helmets, helmets, but yeah. it would be nice if they kind of packed one of those in as a as an accessory or something. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, after, I think it was Remember the Clone, he he's done some recent shots with, with what I believe is a 1-6 scale Rex, and he looks fucking dope. So that's all I need to know. I will buy this hands down. Uh, once that pre-order page goes live. Uh, yeah, the, he he was in the top five last week for the 1-6 scale. Actually, it was the mixed scale with yeah, the 1-6 yeah, yeah, scale right. Rex and then the Ahsoka in the background. Yeah, he just, 
I was not like I'm assuming this Rex would still kind of have a live action looking face and not a toony looking face. So um, I'm all over it. Uh, but as some of these stealth reveals are, you never know if it's actually going to get made. I think the fact that there's a Commander Cody 1-6 scale up for pre-order that they haven't canceled yet bodes well for this. Oh, hey, we got a few more. H. Green has joined up and Kingdom of Weird. Excellent. Welcome, my friends. Uh, Kingdom, we were, we we're actually talking about you before you joined up. We were talking about uh, the three and three quarter inch scene. Uh, so welcome. But yeah, you know, keep it keep it tuned to the old Star Wars Time show, StarWarsTime.net or just a podcast. I'm sure we'll announce when Rex is up there for pre-order. If he's up there for pre-order now, then shame on us. Someone will let us know how fucking dumb we are because that's how the <laughs> internet works when you try to create content. I love you, YouTube family. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> it's been good, it though. Can be rough I'm sometimes. not lying. I like it. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm used to being abused online for putting out content and my opinions that then people take as their facts and then they want to punch me and fight me over them. <laughs> uh, but it, it's the increased activity on our uh, Clone Wars videos in particular is a good sign for us on YouTube. I, I'm not bitching about it. I mean, the more comments just means I'm actually putting out content that makes people's brains stink, which is good. So, uh, but th there are some funny comments out there. Like someone today was arguing with me that I'm stupid for thinking that we should have saw some dark saber in these last two episodes of the clone wars. Like I'm just some fucking idiot that I should have known that Maul already took it to Dathomir and buried it under his shrine to Kenobi. It's like, okay, well I still think it would have looked neat if we got to see him have it, but that's fine. That's my opinion. I guess your opinion is gold. So uh, but, but that's how <laughs> things roll on the internet, which is, which is completely okay. I put myself out there. I deserve to get kicked in the teeth. Well, what would triple P say? They're not making any more sequel figures. <laughs> if, if, i don't know if that's true or if that's just pop yeah if, if you don't know uh triple p he he's definitely a card carrying member of the fandom menace which which is completely fine we still love him but he's he's definitely has some of those hot takes from the fandom menace that'll make you go huh um it's all good buddy we love you all right so that we're kind of moving out of the toy stuff uh, getting on into some new game updates we got for star wars day uh, you know, last week we kind of talked about how they were putting Battlefront 2 updates to bed. Uh, someone yep. today on IG just shared a petition with us. I guess I guess fans are trying to get the 332nd unit put into Battlefront 2 as a final, final update, which yeah. I applaud. Why not? You know, then maybe they can convince DICE to do so. I doubt it because it's probably a money thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's at this point, it's it's out of Dice's hands. I mean, it's really up to EA. And I mean, the way that they've been doing clone updates is one easy way to do it is to to actually just go in and make three thirty second skins and and then just drop them in the game. That probably wouldn't take too much. Wouldn't even be like a full update necessarily. But I don't. I doubt it would happen now. Um, but yeah, I mean. Battlefront 2 is is put to bed. I was playing a little bit this week actually and if you log on, I don't know if you if if it's just like when you logged on 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 May the 4th or if it was this whole week, but I logged on and I got some free skins for some characters out there so I got a free Galactic Legend Kylo or Supreme Leader Kylo. Free, free Star Wars content? Are you serious? Free Star Wars content. Is that even is that so, even a thing? Is the Star Wars license allowed to be free? I'm sure that George would have protests to it, 
but EA and DICE have decided that we each got a free Supreme Leader Kylo skin in Battlefront 2. You got a uh, a Tross Ray skin, and there were a few other ones that they threw in there too. I think there were some clone variants in there, um, some you know some updated skins for Resistance for all the ages, I think too. So if you haven't played Battlefront 2 recently and you want to boot the game up, go on there. You may get a free skin. Huh? So check it out. Ah, you never know. I wish uh, our game Swago would give us some free shit to anything like free. Like, <laughs> like legit free stuff i know we got some stuff for uh, star wars day and they're doing double drops now but it's like yeah, do- all double, double drops. drops is is to make you spend more money on the gems yeah. which i did they're like oh yeah you get more gems for 20 bucks i was like fucking a <laughs> okay fine <laughs> uh but yeah it'd be nice oh. if they just gave us uh slk or or super ray so uh, yep, but so I what's going on with, with Fallen that. Order, dude? I mean, what exactly is the update? Because I'm not going to lie. Yesterday, um, you know, all you people were, were enjoying being a Star Wars fan. You're having fun. You're watching the Mandalorian behind the scenes. You're watching Clone Wars. And then you have me, a, a super fan who ends up ruining his fandom because for the first, I don't know, eight hours of my day, all I could do was I got to get up. I got to watch the Clone Wars. I got to do my Easter eggs. Got to do the recap. Got to do another video. And now, ooh, I got to post all this, 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 and this. All shit that people have already seen from 50 other Star Wars sites. So as is the case with me, all day yesterday, I didn't really get to enjoy being a fan. So a lot of these news pieces that I didn't personally put up, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Because yeah. I suck as a fan. I always ruin everything. Everything's got to be, oh, people are going to care if Star Wars Time Show gets it out. No one gives a fuck <laughs> if we get this post out on Fallen Order a- a- in a timely manner. But for some reason, my brain is like, you got to do it, got to do it, got to get it out, got to get it out. So I, I need help, people. Luckily, I need help. Please send you do. You need- help. You need to like have a constant drip of like CBD or THC into your veins just to like bring your mental capacity down. Like just mellow you, just an even mellow. The, 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 but luckily, the shit I worry about is insane, dude. I'm telling you, like <laughs> I, I was sitting there like, man, we're not getting some of the Star Wars Day news out. Fully knowing that any fan of ours has already seen news like this probably 500 times. Yeah, I mean, people are seeing it on instagram they're seeing it across like from the official channel usually people see shit now official channels on instagram or something like that sorry i so i I am easily distracted we just had nico tronus join the room so i'm trying to give everyone a shout out when they roll in so they feel special yeah i mean for the first episode we can do this when we get massive and there's two thousand people watching us live you don't get special shout outs right so enjoy (laughs) so i mean as this little shit show grows it is becoming Harder and harder to include everybody. Cause I, I'm not kidding, man. Yeah. It, it's like every day now, more people are picking up the tag. A lot of the big counts still fucking ignore the tag. I'm going to give up that crusade, but there, there's a lot of big boys that forget here and there. And it's fine. But just like I said, I take shit personally. It, it, this is all part of my, <laughs> my disorder with social media and, and wanting people to you know, kind of be entertained by my Star Wars content. So it's like, oh, no, that person didn't use our tag. They must not like me. It's like, I, that's not the case. They probably just fucking forgot it, but I'm a nut job. Yeah. Matt takes everything personally. So for those of you yes. out there who don't use the tag, just know that he sees it and he hates you <laughs> for at least 
two minutes during that. No, day. It just, it really, it's getting to the point where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to dedicate the time every day to like every single tag or hashtag shot. That's how many we're getting. The Q folder went last week from the 70s up to the hundreds now. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger because some days I can't dump 12 or 15 features. You know, I got to got to hold back. And now it's just it, it's like compounding. It's it's yeah, exponentially yeah. growing because of all the awesome stuff you're you're throwing at us. So hey, look at that at work more or less. Just join the room as Jason Young. What up, brother? How's it going? So yeah, what are we getting here from Jedi Fallen Order? I, I should get off my so, soapbox sitting here whining about <laughs> my life on Instagram because that's wait till you guys hear my interview on Toy Photocast. Just wait. I'll, I'll tease it there for Dakota Dagobah Custom Dagobah Days. Just wait. Just wait. You want to hear like a little whiny, narcissistic asshole? Have at it. It's coming. So anyway, sorry, buddy. Fallen Order, what we got? Fallen Order is actually pretty light, so luckily you didn't miss anything that's too compelling. No new story content for the game, but we are getting an update um, that includes new cosmetics. We're going to get a new arena mode. I mean, usually when people think about arena, it's like PvP combat, so it's not online. It's single player still. But you get to, you know, enter the meditation circles in the game and then go into an arena combat where you're fighting against different enemies. You're fighting against different, you know, on different planets against different people and kind of unlocking different things through this new arena combat center. Um, You're also allowed to build your own arena challenges in there, too. So you can pick your enemies, set them up and then, you know, battle it out to see if you can defeat your own creations from what it looks like. Um, so, so this is like piece, just, it's a big jerk off update then right yeah i mean it's not anything big it's like for me it's not a reason to like pick up the game and go back to it yet because it's not new story content it's not like you know new planets or anything like that it's it's just mostly cosmetic in this arena thing you can unlock an inquisitor cow look so basically you're getting a new lightsaber crystal you're getting a new custom outfit that makes them you know fully dressed uh-huh. in inquisitor so Something cool there, but not necessarily like, you know, free. It's not, it's not adding to the, it's not adding to the narrative, right? Like that's the type of content I'm all about. And that's why I like this game in the first place. It gave us an actual story. You know, we can question the merits of the story and the lead character, but hey, it was a long time coming to to get a single player story driven Star Wars game. So I'm not going to bitch too much about it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's but, from like the little stuff I just looked about this. It seemed like cosmetic stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, cosmetics mostly. If you enjoyed the game, then it's probably something, you know, at least take up a couple of hours of a day for you to just kind of check it out, try out the arena mode, anything like that. Um, game's awesome, though. I mean, I think we reviewed it when it came out, gave it like an eight point something. And it really is. It's a good game. It's a very solid mechanically. If you're frustrated by difficult combat, then it could get to a point of frustration for you because the combat well, no, can just, get just hard. Just be like me and, and drop it down to moron. Like change yeah. change the difficulty <laughs> difficulty to you basically can only move your hands. I mean, I'm telling you right now. I think <laughs> I talked about this, but Final Fantasy VII remake, its classic mode is exactly what I've been asking for for the past few years. Just like a one button touch. Bro, I am you- <laughs> telling you right now, you don't have to do shit. Nice. <laughs> but if you want to, you can take it over and, and start playing manually. So like I could sit there and be like, you know what? I don't feel like fighting this boss. I just stop moving the controller and the, the AI just takes over <laughs> for me. It's fucking fantastic. 
Dude, they, you must have had somebody's ear at Square Enix then, because it, I've never seen a game do that exactly where it's just like... <laughs> what I've been asking for, and it's they did it perfectly because of how dynamic it is. It's like, if you want to be brain dead and play the game, go for it. Just hold the controller, and basically all you have to do is move your guy around the map, and when a battle happens, you don't even have to fight. Or you can take full control of everything and it just reverts to normal mode, but with easy difficulty. So it's still not a challenge, but hot damn, please, developers, look at what was done on FF7 Remake and put that into every single game for bums like me. Yeah, old gamers need that shit. It is so great, man. I'm telling you, it's like, I'll be on a boss. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. And I'll just... I'll just stop controlling it and you can see the AI. It's like, okay, auto, a little auto thing goes over your character's head and they're off to the races. So um, nice. I, I could definitely use that in Fallen Order because even on it's easy, it's dumbass, overly clunky, swinging a 5,000 pound lightsaber mechanics. Just, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan, but whatever. Yeah, all right. so Fallen Order, that's all you're getting, but we do have some more game news, and Matt, you did yeah, grab th- this, this one. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a generic one, and a lot of us that, that like the Legos, I mean, I don't know if any of the Lego toy photographers are in here. I'm not seeing any names. This is a line I'd like to shoot one day because, quite frankly, thanks to my little daughter, I now have over $1,000 in Star Wars Legos. <laughs> I have the Death Star. I've got the Bespin playset. I've got the Falcon playset, which... They're, 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 they come in a way, Nick, that they are perfectly suited for toy photography because you already have the little environments, it's basically pre-built dioramas, and it's hard to fuck up the cuteness of a Lego minifigure, right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they always look cute. As with anything, me in this hobby, I just, it's like, mm, no motivation, or I don't want to do it, I'll suck, no one likes me, I'm horrible. So anyways, to the game, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. We literally have not gotten anything on this outside of the trailer at E3 2019, right? Nothing, no release date, no real details. And we still pretty much have nothing, but at least we got the game's key art today or yesterday on Star Wars Day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's some nice looking key art, but just as a reminder to everyone, Lego's Star Wars, the Skywalker saga is going to feature the events of all of the nine Skywalker films. You can start in any trilogy you want, any movie you want. And of course, it's going to have the usual Lego game tropes. You know, anyone can yeah. play. You don't really die. There are a few light puzzles, but for the most part, it's, it's snarky dialogue and, and fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was never... I played a couple of the Lego prequel games... But I never really got into them that much. But I think that this combo pack, having everything there, is going to be the one that I pick up. Because like you said, I can start wherever I want. I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to play just through one era. I can play through all of them in one game. And um, hopefully, you know, the the fun times that I remember from the prequel ones will continue through to this one. So, I mean, it looks good. I mean, the key art looks good. At yeah, least, I, so. I'm, I'm definitely going to grab this one. Uh, I, I, this might be the first game I try to get my my kid to play. I think I can actually get yeah. her to do it. She hasn't really shown much, much interest in video games, probably because during the lockdown with mom and dad working, we've turned her into a iPad YouTube kid crackhead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is not great, but you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? So... 
Uh, oh, hey, 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 everything, Kylo. Yeah, thanks for checking your Instagram. We we still care about you and feature you. Thank you. <laughs> we know you've you've moved on to you know bigger and better things these days with all those ads you're you're putting out now. But I'm glad you at least looked and, and realized you're in the top five. Yes, you are in the top five this week. But Jesse made it. We're not there week. yet, people. Hopefully you're ready to strap in for a long one because we've got one more video game piece to get into before we get into our Clone Wars double episode breakdown segment, which I am itching to talk about because holy F dude. Wow. But before we get there, one last video game piece. And this one kind of gets me excited. Uh, and that's the fact that the Vader Immortal VR game series is finally getting ported to PlayStation VR. I'm assuming there's some sort of agreement with Oculus Quest that, you know, it couldn't it couldn't leave its platform for a year or so. But uh, we got the, the news yesterday, Nick, that Vader Immortal VR is coming to PlayStation VR this summer. Yeah, yeah. Full episodic release, too. So you're not going to have like, oh, episode one and then wait a little while and then two and three. It's You're going to have all three episodes available right up front. Um, PSVR is available now. So you don't need a PlayStation Pro to play it. You can play it on old PlayStation 4, regular PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, either way it works. And then, yeah, I mean, it's a great game series. That's won multiple awards for VR series. And I know there's not like a, a lot of great VR games out now. It's mostly gimmicky shit or like remakes of old, you know, games in VR, like Skyrim VR, but Vader immortal is one of those things that like gets me on the edge of wanting VR. Cause I don't have one. The quest looks really cool. Cause it's wireless. So you're not tethered to anything i can fucking walk around and run to my wall if i want to um but this one you know it's nice to come to an accessible platform like psvr because psvr is a little bit cheaper than oh yeah some of your high-end well, I, I think like, sony gave up on it didn't they i mean they they were fire sailing playstation vrs a few months ago yeah i think it's i mean sony's really great at trying to push the envelope like trying to make new technologies trying to make new things that gaming you know that gamers will be interested in but sometimes they hit sometimes they miss like the ps vita was a really cool handheld just didn't hit i still have it PSVRs. i still got mine i <laughs> oh yeah i still got mine it's it's back there on Dude, that TV i mean think about somewhere. how great the vita was though like what it could do i mean you could remote play your psv ps4 and ps3 right Dude, you could remote play your PS4 from anywhere in the country, which was nuts because when I was still living back in Louisiana, I had my PS4 over there and I had Destiny. It was when Destiny was new. I had a PS Vita. I was in Texas. And as long as you have Wi-Fi, like a decent enough Wi-Fi connection, I could turn on my PS Vita turn on my PS4 and then play the games that are on that system. It was nuts. I mean, it was it was it was touchscreen. The resolution was incredible. They had really good games on it, but like people don't want that kind of thing out of a handheld. Well, I, I just they remember want like a you could also transfer some of the like old PS one games. I mean, I had final fantasy seven, eight. We we're talking about yours last week, final fantasy 10. And then you, yep. could, you could transfer saves in between the console to the handheld. So yeah, I mean, that thing was fantastic. And you know, as we're talking about VR, I can remember when I was doing Entertainment Buddha and I was going out to E3 as media, getting all these behind the scenes meetings and shit. I was like, you know what? I think VR might actually make it this time. It's already washed out, man. I mean, it, it, it is neat. It's just no one makes killer software. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's 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 too expensive. 
it's too clunky and there's not enough like you said there's not enough developers that dedicate resources to it yeah fucking bethesda made skyrim vr but that's the only thing they've ever done for it like no other big developers are out there making vr shit and like even at star wars celebration last year um you had the big vader immortal set up there that you could go and you could play the demo of the game and everything like that but it's just like when you realize that one, you need a decent amount of space to play it. Like you need, they, they say that you need at least like eight feet of free, clear space in any direction to play it. A lot of people don't have that. Like even in this room that I'm in now, like with my computer desk here and the TV right there. And then I got a little stand right here. That's got some of my trinkety shit on it. Like I don't have eight feet of free space in here to walk around. Like I would have to clear out room in my fucking living room to do it or something like that. It's, it's just hard to have the necessary requirements to do it correctly. Um, so once it, once it gets down to a smaller scale where it's like almost like wearing a pair of glasses or like a, like a small kind of like Google glass headset, like that old shit, I think once it gets there, it'll be a little bit more appealing to people. But like, if you need to wear a big ass mask like this and you got to have headphones over it and you, it just, it's not that appealing yeah. to, to game. So while you were talking about that, Nick, I, I pulled up what I consider to be the best implementation of VR I've ever experienced. Uh, and all your points are right. It really, I mean, the, the PSVR is great. Oculus is great. It comes down to the software and what you can really do. So what I have pulled up, and sorry you can't see it, but there's there's this place called The Void at Disney Springs. I remember, yeah. Right? Yep. And they have various VR experiences, but this isn't you just sit in a chair and you're static. They literally strap like a 30 to 40 pound pack on you that has a vest, so when you get shot, you can feel it. It's fucking crazy. But they have a Star Wars experience, which I'm I'm looping through right now on the, on the video feed here. Uh, but... So they essentially release you into a warehouse. You got the helmet on, you got the vest on, you're holding a gun. Everything's all rumbled up and you walk through it and instantly you're on Mustafar. You can feel heat because they turn up the heat. They're blowing shit at you. You can, it smells like smoke out there. And like I said, when you get into the firefights with stormtroopers, if you get hit, you fucking feel yourself getting tagged in the chest from these vests and like rumbling on you. And it makes you move. You're going on platforms. You're going on elevators. And just the way they heard you through this in this VR suit, if you will, it's just it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's that's the kind of that to me experiences exactly. that make it. And I know AMC yeah. was they just launched something like the void. I think it was called uh, fuck. I forget because they, they just built it at mine right before the lockdown. And now AMC is probably going to go out of business. But. Uh, th- this is VR to me. Like, like you're in these experiences for 15, 20 minutes and you truly feel like you're in another world because you're moving, there's other people with you and you kind of get the the fourth dimension effects with the heat. Uh, I think there's even some water spray, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the kind of shit that I yeah, want. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I think that eventually, you know, 20 years down the line i think that like like the gimmick that is laser tag now will probably be replaced by some sort of vr centric you know yeah i mean stadium thing that's similar i'm gonna cross franchises here but holodecks right yeah i mean from star trek microsoft 
No, literally, like I'm getting super nerdy here. I, I do. I, oh, like the actual yeah. thing from from Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, literally, okay. you have a room and you just load in a program. Like, hey, I wanna I wanna fight the Battle of Hoth. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. You fucking walk in. It's snowing. You're there. You're not wearing anything. And and here we go. Fight away. You're either gonna be yeah, in, a, in an ad at or you're gonna be a a Hoth rebel soldier getting your ass blasted. So. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking awesome if, if something like that could exist in the All world. Right, well, so but uh, maybe just eventually. kind of a PSA: those of you, if it ever reopens, uh, the void at Disney Springs, at least the one in Orlando, well worth checking out. They got a Star Wars experience, a Wreck It Ralph, and I think they just added in an Avengers one, and highly recommend. It's well worth the the twenty or thirty dollars, whatever it costs. Uh, nice. So keep an eye out for Vader Immortal. I will definitely be adding it uh, because I already own the PlayStation VR, so it's not really going to be that big of an ask in terms of financials and uh, anything Darth Vader, anything immersive Vader. I'm all for it. Uh, all right, man. So I think that kind of covers our low hanging fruit, more the newsy type of stuff for uh, the Star Wars time show. So we're going to get into the good stuff. And by the good stuff, I'm not talking about honoring all of the fans. We're getting there. Not yet, at least. We're getting there, my friends. Sit tight. We, we've got, I mean, it's probably going to be at least an hour-long fan segment. So sit tight. It's going to be a pretty, it's, there's a pretty hefty amount of fan right, love in right, this a ton. I mean, once we you, get there. You motherfuckers, I didn't think you'd give us more than 10 questions. You gave us 35, and I didn't think you'd answer Nick's question. You gave us at least 8 or 10 there. So I guess... You know, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for playing along. Sometimes it feels like we're screaming into the void, but hey, yeah, we're, we're getting a little traction with some of you assholes. Um, all right. So, Nick, Clone Wars, buddy. Uh, the way Disney Plus aired them, we got two episodes since we last talked. We got yes. S7E11 shattered. So I, I figure we just kind of break them down like we usually do. We'll start with 11 and then we'll lead into 12. Um, as we do with our breakdowns, we just kind of go through some of the Easter eggs and references I noted, and then we'll talk about some of our top moments and you never know where the discussion will go. I mean, there, there's plenty to talk about in these episodes, which essentially showed us canonize, if you will, how Rex removed his chip and avoided murdering his friends and how Ahsoka ultimately survived the order. So a very key type of canon lore was weaved throughout these last two episodes. Uh, so let me get up my notes on Shattered for Topped. All right, so Nick, some of the uh, Easter eggs in Shattered, which was the penultimate episode, it was a rough one. That's right when the order got kicked in. Um, yep. Let me get down to the eggs because, I oh yeah, I did post them this week. Good for me. You did, yeah, they're in here. <laughs> so uh, kind of like a, a previous episode here, we, we got more crossover talk we got mace this time in the council talking about hey you know palpatine is kind of fucked up uh, maybe we maybe yeah. we should check on him and kenobi has found gg and you know the big thing here it's a continuation i think it was cool because it was a continuation from the actual scene in the movie right. yeah so that was yeah really but, awesome. but then we get what what Filoni has expertly done in these last four episodes, then we get, okay, well, what happened to the Clone Wars family while this is going on? And we find out that yep. Ahsoka passed on warning them about Maul's vision and leaving a message for Anakin, which I think that's kind of what you ran with for the fan question this week. So we're not really going to go too much into that uh, in terms of what do we think would have happened, but... 
What do you think about that? I mean, we, we can't really blame her. We, we know what the Jedi did to her, why she isn't so hunky-dory about rejoining when Yoda's like, oh, hey, what's up, and all this fun stuff. Uh, did you think it was sh- shady that she didn't at least tip him off the mall sting, or do you think she was like, fuck it, they're not going to care anyways. These are these dumbass yeah. Jedi that are you know so full of hubris. They're going to do what they're going to do anyways. I mean, I think that it's kind of twofold. I don't think that she was doing, I I don't think she didn't tell him anything for like a malicious purpose because in her head, like we all know, like, yeah, you're you're five minutes away from fucking having this entire ship of clones turn against you and try to kill you. So she's probably like, ah, not a big deal. We'll beat a Coruscant, you know, 14, 15 hours. And then once we drop them off, well, and the information came from Maul. So I mean, yeah, she, she like, kind of discounted his knowledge right off the bat. That's why she decided to engage in the duel. She's like, I'll join you. And then she hears his stance on Anakin. She's like, OK, you are fucking nuts. Yeah, it's like dick. You're nuts. And, and here you're we go. You're a crazy person. Say, yeah, you're right. I, I guess yeah. I was just like, man, she had the chance. If anything else, leaving the message for Anakin, that that's um, essentially what we're going to get into with your fan question. Right. So. Uh, I don't want to get too far into that, but Nick essentially posed to the fans on IG if Ahsoka was able to get in touch with Anakin, would that have helped? Would that have prevented the yeah. fall? So we'll come back to that. That's what we call in the podcasting scene a tease. Uh, next egg here, the infamous shock troopers. You know, everyone hates them. Everyone loves them. But uh, the boys <laughs> in red, they always break them out when some shady shit's about to go down. Maul's coffin art. If anything else, it was kind of we, we got insights from Bo that they were built for the Jedi Mando War, which, you know, we learned about yeah. in Knights of the Old Republic, Darth Revan, Malak, all that fun stuff. But I swear to God, that's fucking Tar Vizsla on the front. Uh, yeah, I think you, that's like a pretty incredible call out there. I have to go back and look if at you it. If you really again, like, I, if you if you look at my video, I make sure to point the arrow at him. But I'm almost positive that's Tar. He's the first Mandalorian Jedi. He's the one that forged the dark saber, and you can see other Mandos like kind of bowing down to him with with blades. Yes. Uh, so I believe that was Tar. So that was a, a just a, kind of a a comprehensive egg slash reference, if you will, seeing Maul's coffin that the Mandos used to use for force people. Uh, obviously, the next one was was a killer, man. Uh, here in Anakin's fall, essentially through the force, I mean, Maul picked up on it first and then Ahsoka tapped into it. Mm-hmm. And we actually got Hayden's lines and, ah, man, they really... These these episodes have really made up for some of the bullshit that is Anakin's turn it, in Revenge of the Sith. It elevates yes, it and, yes. and like it, it gives it you a, know it I, justifies I think, it a bit more. Yeah, I think that it was an we were kind of having this conversation last week. Like, is is Clone Wars going to essentially negate like negate Episode Three watching completely, or is it going to elevate it? After seeing it, I think that Filoni did. And this is exactly what he wanted to do. He did a perfect job of complementing the movie without making it feel obsolete. Like now you can watch that with so much further context and you can appreciate, you know, you can't have a bit more of appreciation for the fall, for Anakin's fall, even though it is ultimately a bit dissatisfying. Knowing everything that leads up to it in the Clone right. Wars and knowing how Clone Wars ends and, and how that specific Whew. moment Whew. affected Ahsoka. Oh, my God. 
that gives it a little that gives it a little bit more yeah punch. i'm with you like, like as it, it's it as it's depicted in the live action film that's it, never going to sit with me as oh yeah that was a justified heel turn it just it's not it absolutely is not but what i will say to you now as nick said don't don't worry about watching attack of the clones or really even the first part of rots well i guess you can because that that overlaps with the clone wars now essentially just watch yeah. anakin the clone wars all the way through season seven, or at least through what episode ten, then then yeah, then watch turn it then off. watch a little Revenge of the Sith when Order sixty six kicks in. Then go back and finish episode half of eleven and twelve, and that will be the best depiction of Anakin's fall, uh, of seeing yeah. this this heroic chosen one light side champion, who definitely was way more cocky in the cartoon who definitely slipped to the dark side a few times in the cartoon. I mean, you got to remember the episodes where he's literally like fighting guys that he thinks are into Padme. I mean, he literally gets in yeah, a fucking like he, fist fight with a dude. Fist fight with this dude. <laughs> and Padme's like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Uh, like this guy. Yeah. He's like some sort of dignitary from a, from another and, planet. And, 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 and just, he's just beating the shit right, out of him. And just even some of the, 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 the heroic feats or the, the, the insane feats he would pull off either in space battles or on the ground. So, uh, it, it was great. I, I just loved how we got to see a different side of his fall thanks to these episodes of Clone Wars. And I'm just going to throw out a PSA here. We, I put up a, it's a fantastic video from Cinematic Captures, uh, whoever runs that YouTube channel. They took Order 66 as it's depicted in Rots, Clone Wars Now, and Fallen Order and kind of stitched it all together in one nice two and a half minute long video. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If somebody could just cut in like before, like right at the beginning of Rots, because Rots starts off with the with the invasion of Grievous's shuttle or Grievous's ship. If you could cut in that scene <laughs> where it's Obi, Anakin, and Ahsoka talking, and then just have the movie like basically you have the crawl, you have that scene, and then continue from there, and then come back and then loop in when Order sixty six is is delivered in. Uh, in the movie, cut in the Clone War scene there too, and then play it out a little bit. I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah, and that, that's that would what be this guy did. Play. He essentially took Order 66, just Order 66 from the three movies and how it played out and stitched them together to create a comprehensive view of what the Order looked like across the galaxy versus what we just knew yeah. from Rot. So that was, that was great too. We're getting close yeah. too, right there. He's talking to the Chancellor in the background. Yeah, we get, uh, get into oh, yeah, your, your feed. Uh, next, next egg <laughs> reference here. Obviously we get to see 66 delivered to Rex. So Rex did receive yeah. the order. I know that's something we were wondering about and Rex sure shit did have his chip in there. Uh, oh, and yeah. he tried his damnedest, right? Nick, he tried. I love that scene. I absolutely loved how they portrayed his struggle when he first got mm -hmm. that order to not just blow her away. Uh, but thanks to that, he was able to spit out the five stuff. So it was a good reference to some season six material. And as Ahsoka is escaping that just brutal fucking onslaught of fire, right? They get her in that room and it's just a, a circle. Like it's literally a firing squad. Uh, yeah. I, I would have I to mean, say I, if she didn't I, have her dual blades, I think she was fucked. She was probably screwed. Yeah. I mean, that was, there was no chance that she survives there. I mean, it was 
Yeah, I mean, like it was impressive that she survived even with the dual blades. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean it just goes I to know show that you can do a lot more. How, how badass of a Jedi she really was, or how in yeah. tune she was to to the Force. But while all this is going on, we got Anakin's Dark Deeds, which is pretty much synonymous with Order sixty six now. Uh, Maul references the Jedi purge. You know, when she lets him out, he he could feel all the screams out in the galaxy, pretty much like when Yoda's on Kashyyyk. Yeah, you can literally Yoda. see it in his yep. face. He he like flinches, like oh fuck, I just all these people just died. I mean, it's kind of like when Obi Wan on the Falcon feels a whole planet get wiped out. Uh, you know, kind of yep. tweaks their nipples a little bit. So that was nice. Uh, the droids. I mean, R seven. That's always been Ahsoka's droid. Cheap. I'm essentially calling it right now that's fucking chopper's <laughs> dad right i mean that's yeah. his dad or they're at least going to retake some of his parts after he got murdered my god was that awful but i know right it's just like star wars does such a good job of anthropomorphizing these droids oh my god dude and like you may you you feel for them i mean because like like i said multiple like one of the hardest death scenes to watch in every movie is k2s and K2 was literally an old Imperial droid yeah. and his, his sacrifice. And then these droids, we're an episode Jeep. ahead, but the way they get fucking straight gangster murdered. Oh yeah, dude. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even like they got hit while they were <laughs> no. running. Like they just blown oh, to fucking man. bits, man, blown to bits. Yeah. So, uh, it was cool to see them. Obviously they, they were a key part in, in saving Rex from the chip because, uh, they help Ahsoka learn about the chips. And yes, I know I didn't have the lady's name right off the bat. Boy, did I take it on the chin for that, man. Because uh, I even asked him, like, I know I know this lady's important. There's there's a reason they're showing her in these scans. But for Lama Su. But for the, no, it, it was uh, oh. it was the Jedi that Tup killed. It was Tiplar or whatever. Oh, OK, yeah. Um, so. That was that was a great scene there. 8108 when she said that password I was like okay that that's got to mean something you, that you, exactly. you don't just go well Anakin's password was 8108 and it has no meaning and and this is kind of what I I dug up essentially uh Hayden was born in 1981 and the Clone Wars movie dropped in 08 or the Clone Wars movie premiere was 810 2008 yeah, I mean, it can definitely work dual purposes. I think it was more towards the release of the movie, but it is nice that Hayden's birthday kind of lines up with that, too. It's a good little call. Yeah, out so, there. I mean, who knows? I, I kind of pulled that one out of my ass. I, I used Reddit to help a little bit there, but I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it just seemed too too much of a call out to not uh, mean something. Next one here, yeah. Maul's quarter attack, fucking A, all right? Dude, I'm glad you called this out because this, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, fucking Filoni just did his own Vader scene 100%. from Rogue. Uh, plus, it, it's probably <laughs> even better because it continues in, in episode 12 where he, you know, instead of just taking out some dudes in a quarter, he takes out a whole fucking Star Destroyer. Yeah. By himself, fucking Darth Maul crazy. rips down the entire hyperdrive room. Ha! I fucking love that guy. I told you he's top two. I told you. Oh yeah, he is top. I, I, two. I, I, 
I don't think that there's any arguing at this point <laughs> after seeing these last two episodes. I mean, yeah, dude, fucking- I love the mirror, the, the Vader mirror scene. But I mean, this one, he didn't have a lightsaber. He, he's ripping off panels and throwing it and cut people in half. He's using them as two big shields. It was just fucking excellent. Darth fucking Maul. I'm sorry, Maul. He's no longer Darth, but he's no longer. That was Darth, awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, as Star Wars toys on IG, he went out and got a, a fucking Maul tattoo over all this shit. So that's how we do it. <laughs> Uh, next one this was an easy one we got to see a good old fx7 medical droid uh was not good enough to discover the chip but thanks to egg number reference number 14 here ahsoka channeled our buddy chariot imway using i am one with the force and the forces with me which helped her to find the chip so those were our eggs and references for uh shattered which was s7 e11 in terms of, of top moments, Nick, the first note I have for this episode, I guess I'll just loop the video at this point while we're talking about this, uh, was the score in general was fucking aces for really both of these episodes, yeah. but this one in particular. I mean, it, it like never stopped. It was super eerie. Uh, we got more of that kind of Blade Runner-ish type of synth shit, but it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was very subdued. Usually in a Star Wars you know, score, you hear a lot of like building to a crescendo, a lot of brass instruments. And cause that's what John Williams does. Well, like he, he commands an entire orchestra and he uses them all. But for this episode, it really did call for like a subdued, the synth, like the synth thing is not something that we typically hear in star Wars. Like you mentioned, it was kind of fit along with like blade runner, uh, the new blade runner really well. But it was exactly what you needed because you didn't need some sort of like big thematic score for this episode. You wanted it to be like very low, slow and subdued because of all the shit that was going down. So I thought that was a really good call by the, you know, the music coordinator, whoever was doing the the music decisions oh, for yeah, this I one loved it. and the next one. I mean, it was uh, you great. know what I just realized? Nick? Um, I never started uh, my STEM recording. Nice. So <laughs> I hopefully... Hopefully I can pull the audio off the off the stream here once it's done uploading to YouTube or we're not going to have an audio version of this cast because I was too fucking concerned with all the other shit. <laughs> uh, I'm, did you start one? Oh, man. I okay. did. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Good, good for you. We, at least we can play. We can have like a one-sided audio version. I'm, I'm such <laughs> an idiot. I was just sitting there. I was, I was flipping through some of the systems to make sure everything was still working. And I pull up GarageBand and it's not doing anything flat yeah, so at this point but i know you can like once it's on youtube i know that you can pull off like you can download no, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be able to download the, the full video and then i can rip the audio but it's not going to be the quality i like for the audio version only but hey the past two weeks have sounded like shit so we might as well keep the trend up <laughs> fuck i'm so stupid yeah. Uh, hey, we told you guys that there was going to be some issues with the first live stream. Hopefully there's no issues with the stream itself, but now the issues come back on right the here, audio. Here, here's the side. issue right here. I'm pointing at myself. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. All right. Anyways, I'm not going to let that derail the talk here. Other top moments. Uh, we talked about Ahsoka not telling the Jedi about Anakin. Uh, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know if you want any comments on Ahsoka and her feeling Anakin's fall and just what that looked like. That that was, that was perfectly portrayed to me. And I mean, Ashley Eckstein is not somebody who gets called out enough. Like Ashley Eckstein and her portrayal of, um, of Ahsoka throughout the entirety of this and rebels 
and the movie like this girl needs all of the credit in the world that you can give a star wars actor actress whatever because the way that she has owned this role from from a to z and especially when she came in in season seven and what she's done with ahsoka and yes i know she's reading lines that other people have written for but it takes a very special type of actress to be able to do that through voice only like she's not doing mocap for this character she's not doing you know physical acting to complement what she's saying like just her voice in an adr studio is is what she has to bring the character of ahsoka to life and the way that she did that especially in these last two episodes has been Uh, brilliant oh yeah I mean, I mean, she can't so, she can't I mean, play her live action huge. like that, that's just not going to happen. But uh, I mean, she is Ahsoka Tano. If Ahsoka does move on to live action and Rosario or whoever takes over, I mean, that's all well and good. But I think a lot of people yeah. will always associate this character with uh, Ashley because, well, Ashley, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's. I would like to see if they could do something, could pull off some sort of magic like they did with, you know, with Solo with Maul and Solo where you had the physical portrayal yeah. of, of Ray Park, right. but then you had Sam Witwer doing the voice. I think you could do that cause it was over a hollow recording and like he wasn't there in person. I don't think you could pull that off if she's going to be in Mando and it is going to be Rosario. Cause one Rosario has a very distinct voice that people are familiar with. If you, if you've seen her act in other things and two, I don't know how that would come across if your character is standing there in the flesh talking to another character. Is it going to work for, you know, to dub in Ashley's voice over what Rosario is yeah, sitting I, I mean, there the, the filming process would definitely be wonky as fuck. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about yeah. it. So, I mean, who knows? But yeah, I mean, Ahsoka has just been a gem really this, this season and for the whole series. But these last four, she really kind of came into her own. Hey, there's a little arrow I was talking about. There's Tar. Uh, what else? Uh, mm-hmm. So she felt the fall. Uh, we, I kind of talked about this, but oh, hey, one six shooter joined There's, up, and there he is, Greggy Boy Bird. Is, Greggy Bird, there he is. He's up. I mean, and the falls on TV right now, so we're lining oh, up perfectly. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, we're not going to have an audio only version of this cast because I'm an idiot, but at least the stream's going well so far. Except it looks like we just spoiled some stuff for one six shooter. So sorry about that, but. Oh. Hey man, shit happens. Come back in uh, like 30 or so. We'll move on to some non-spoiler stuff. Plus we got to ask us anything coming up towards the end of the show. Um, you got to be up on it one six. That's not our fault, sir. Oh, no, if you were I, a I, good I, Star Wars I'm fan. not going to feel bad, but uh, it's just I want him to come back. I, I want like everyone that's still in here, sitting through all the just the, the Star Wars stuff, to hopefully be around when we get into the the fan segments. But fan uh, anyways, uh, the other one top moment from this episode: Order sixty six getting carried out, and just I've already kind of talked about this. Not sure if you got anything else to add, but just seeing Rex I like do. literally. I mean, you see yeah. his helmet shake. And then he drops it and then he turns around and his two guns are shaking and he's like, find fives. And this is, that's it. Like, that's all he could do. So uh, I, I just yeah. I loved how that was portrayed and the fact that he had a tear. Rex cried twice. It was beautiful. I mean, the only other thing that I could really want out of Order 66 here is and, and look, I think what what was done was perfect. 
we were focused on Rex and Ahsoka for this, you know, these final episodes and the way that it was done is the way that it should have been done. I think it would have been really cool when Ahsoka and, and Maul were feeling it when they could fear like, you know, they, they felt it and it was happening. I wish that we would have gotten like glimpses, like little flashes of not the Jedi that we saw in the movie. So not like Ayala secure Kiati Mundi and those, but like, other ones uh, that we've like seen in Clone K- Wars. Caleb like, Doom, maybe? You know, Caleb Doom? Yeah, Caleb or, you know, Kane, you know, Kanan, he turns into Kanan, he takes the name Kanan. Like Luminara, some of these other Jedi that we know and that we've seen in the show, if we could have seen, like, just quick visions of them and, like, popping into their head, I thought that would have been really cool. But this was the the Rex and Ahsoka oh, yeah. show, no, that, so they, like it wasn't. He did it right in the end. I mean, l- let's be real. We we missed the the Order sixty six prediction by a mile, like we usually do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at, we at one point, I had Rex already had the chip out, and Bad Batch would come in and and get him off the ship. Uh, that wasn't even fucking close. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, like. <laughs> I'm glad that there wasn't any of that stuff, though, because it was so pure in its focus. It was perfect. And again, that's why we sit here and I'm in a basement, you're in a room, and we talk about Star Wars in front of 16 people, and people like Filoni make millions of dollars to tell stories on a large scale. So uh, that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, E11, that that kind of wraps it up. I mean, I agree with a lot of the top moments. I mean, the best one for me, like the the standout character for me in this one even though he was shown so infrequently was oh, maul yeah. just because of the devastation well i just i mean like, when, when ahsoka releases him he's like she's like we're not working oh yeah together. he was all excited like, he's not, like oh sweet she's gonna team up with him now and she's like nah go fuck yourself i'm literally yeah, letting you out like, just as a diversion you're not getting a lightsaber or anything have fun yeah, go go cause chaos because that's what you're good at. And I do like that she didn't give him a lightsaber because he was like, "Are you even <laughs> gonna give me a fighting chance?" And he's like, "She's like, no, oh, it's great. You go and you do what you do." Well, he, 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 there's my little kitty. He clearly he clearly didn't need it either because he just he just force fucked the shit out of any clone that got in his way, and really uh, Ahsoka and Rex. I mean, uh, we'll get there in twelve, but. Uh, he essentially used them to to save his own ass. So I mean, Maul was just oh yeah, Maul was a a picture perfect Sith in everything he did. Uh, he was telling the truth to try to get people to help him, and when that didn't work, he just relied on his powers, and it was just it was fantastic. So uh, yeah. that's S seven E eleven shattered, fantastic, and moving on to uh, twelve here. Gonna pull up the site. There we go. So S7E12, Victory and Death, the series finale, the one that just aired yesterday on Star Wars Day. Uh, Just like we did with uh, Eleven here, we'll kind of go through the eggs first and then top moments, and we'll just kind of have a conversation because that's what we do. Uh, But this was a a great finale. I mean, literally picked up right where Eleven ended. Last thing I wanted to say on Eleven, though, Nick, at least for lore weirdos like me, I I was glad that we got a definitive canonized answer as to how Rex was able to not murder Ahsoka and other Jedi thanks to Order 66. So that's been canonized now. It's a slight change, I think, from the way it was explained in Rebels. I can't quite remember. But uh, anyways, Mm -hmm. moving on to Victory and Death, the series finale. I'll be honest with you. If you're someone that's real big on eggs and references, this was a weird episode because nothing was really glaring. 
Uh, but there, there was a lot of imagery that I felt was mirroring or was echoes of imagery from other uh, Star Wars properties. And that was the first one I had pulled up here, the, the clone lineup. So essentially when Ahsoka and Rex were in the hangar bay and they're trying to get out that way and then they open the doors and realize that all the clones have been waiting there for them. There's a cut down to the floor with all the clones that to me is, is almost identical to Obi-Wan Kenobi's view at Kamino when they wheeled out the mm-hmm. army to him. It's like they're all marching yeah, up, yeah, they're exactly. all waiting there, they're all kind of lined up in their uh, platoons, divisions, Formation. formations, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so I, 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 that reminded me of the Camino attack, the clones moment. This one, I'm sure no one paid attention to, but you know, we, we learned this season a few episodes back, I think episode 10, nine, mate, 10, that Rex got promoted to commander, but we always kept calling him captain Rex. I believe they even called him captain Rex or just Rex and rebels. So I was like, okay, so what happened? Why never commander? Well, he got demoted by his buddy, Jesse for treason. Yeah, and it was a great line. I, mean, I, mean, I he's guess like, that counts. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, you know, I didn't like being. A, I like it's something like I like the sound of the captain better. Anyways, it was it was a good Rex line yeah. as they're getting shot at. So, uh, like I said, it probably didn't resonate with many people, but I'm a weirdo. Uh, Ahsoka force grabbing Maul shuttle uh, it was very similar to what we saw in non canon Star Killer. Not quite on that scale. Yep. Maybe closer to what we saw in Tross with Ray. So it's a nice yeah. nod there. I know Papa probably loves that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really fun thing because it just goes to show, I mean, like there are a lot of similarities between Ahsoka and Ray, And I mean, it's just like that scene. I mean, that scene in Tross, I thought was really cool and powerful. And I think that the scene was equally as cool and powerful in the Clone Wars um, because it just shows it's just when you do something like that, it is raw force ability oh, yeah. and power. I mean, y- y- you notice crazy. she wasn't able to hold on because it was either I got to dedicate all my energy to this or Rex is dead. And, yeah, you exactly. Know, she's, she's and, a, let's be real. Ahsoka Tano is the textbook definition of what a Jedi should be. She's probably the only one, the only character we've met so far that is a textbook definition of a jedi she always ended up doing the right thing Uh, i mean she's just a gem Uh, no other jedi can really say that they have really lived their life the way ahsoka did um but you know she was holding it down she she was like but rex is gonna die so obviously she made the choice to let maul free to save her friend uh, there we go. I knew I, yes. I knew Papa would react to that. So I had to throw it out there just to tickle his titties a little bit. Uh, speaking of Ahsoka, next one, a tragic one, but I don't think it's going to be as tragic as we first thought. But R7 catches a blaster bolt to the head uh, and goes yep. down. But if yep. you pay attention at the end scene there at the gravesite, uh, it looks like they they at least recovered her remains. Uh, I just, I, I mean, I had to throw Maul's escape there because it is an important part of Star Wars canon, right? I mean, we, we, we know he pops up in Rebels. He was in Solo. Okay, so yep. how do we get there out of the Clone Wars? Well, now we officially know. I mean, he essentially stole the shuttle that Ahsoka and Rex were going to use and got his ass out of there. Uh, I also mentioned that we didn't get any, any Darksaber action. And as I said to Nick, or I think earlier even on this stream, Someone on YouTube wasn't a fan that I thought we should have saw some Darksaber action. Apparently, 
Uh, the Darksaber was always meant to just be buried in Dathomir under uh, Maul's shrine to the death of Satine or some shit. And I'm like, okay, yeah. but I mean, it still would have been nice to at least see him hold it or it was tucked into his mechanical leg or some shit. I don't know. I Well, it's, it's also because like, I mean, I assume yes, that now he's escaped. He's going to go back to Dathomir, but like we see him with it in rebels on Malachor. He loses it. And that's where Sabine gets it back. So like, right. it's, it's not like, he didn't carry it on him. Like he had it with him at certain points. Now, like, yes, you can say that during this time period, it's on Dathomir, but it's not like beyond the pale that he would keep the dark saber on him, especially when he's in the situation that he was in. Like he was still on fucking like up until that point, he's still on Mandalore. Right. Like, it wouldn't be beyond like the, you know, the mind's eye to say that he's still got the fucking, the the you know the key of the 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 Mandalorian you know leadership on him when he's still on the planet yeah, like that's all I was but, saying like I'm not trying to argue with the commenter the commenter was just hell bent on his opinion was right mine was wrong and that's where we are in this society it makes a fucking sense <laughs> you motherfuckers it's okay if I say one thing and you say another until someone comes out from Lucasfilm and says this is what it was it doesn't matter right. It's true. It's very it's true. It's the fun of, of, of having conversation here. But no, everyone, everyone always has to be right. The only person that's going to be right is going to be me. I have the final say. Uh, yeah, we're on the video yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, we don't have an audio feed going at this point. So hopefully <laughs> the video doesn't fucking shit itself. Or we are screwed for episode 109. I put Cheap and Gigi's murder. You know, rest in peace. We'll just give him one of those. Uh, we already talked about how that would, to me, that was the most violent thing murder i've ever seen in star wars it's just like you didn't even get to see like the the deaths on screen technically because yes all you saw was the shooting but like you just know you picture it in your mind and you see you just see fucking droid scraps oh, everywhere. flying everywhere I, I mean, it's just like it, it was a hit squad dude it was it's yeah. essentially what blind them did to isla on felucia oh yeah but it didn't yeah. look as I mean, stupid like uh, let, let's be real Pull up that scene right now, my friends, and tell me that's not one of the most poorly acted scenes of all time. And all she had to do was pretend like she was getting shot. Like just it either just happened or or it's about okay. to happen. It's 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 so yeah. dumb looking. She's like, oh, oh, and then just she fall. like twists when she falls. She like turns. Like, but it was very weird. But but that is the ferocity that these clones were blasting those poor droids with. It was like, my God, man. I mean, that was I just I felt like it was shocking to say the least. Yeah, and the thing is, is like Star like I said before, Star Wars does a good job of endearing you to these droids. And even these two, which we've only known for an episode and a half at that point, like Cheap and Gigi literally just come in in this episode because they were the two station droids on that Star Destroyer or on that Galactic Cruiser at the time. And like they get busted and you're just like, holy shit, like <laughs> it hits you harder, like yeah. as hard as any Jedi and, and death. I, I think there's a part, the fact that Cheap sounds just like motherfucking Chopper. Chopper. And it, and it yeah. is Floney voicing him. I, I think that kind of added a little bit to the, the pain there, but it was like, hot damn, man. Yeah, dude, it was fucked up, but <laughs> that's how it is. Um, next up, the crashing of the ship 
at the end of this episode mirrored the crashing of the ship. Uh, yeah, Grievous's yeah, ship so. down on uh, her poncho. I mean, one. her poncho. Obviously, yeah. that that's a. It looked like the one she wears during the epilogue of of Rebels. Uh, the, kept that around for. And a And then point. obviously the the big scene here the the good old uh, kind of flash forward. Holy hell! I mean, didn't really expect that. I'm glad we got it. I think it was the perfect end. But we we saw vader's imperial shuttle we saw some ipds we saw some snow troopers we saw some regular bucket heads uh, and then the last one here and this is a deep cut for those of you that might not have been watching clone wars or rebels but when vader looks up in the sky at that bird thing that is a convoy in particular it is morai this is the essentially the the convoy that has ties to the daughter from mortis which back in season three the daughter sacrificed herself essentially to save Ahsoka. Uh, and this mm-hmm. convoy is actually tied to Ahsoka, I believe in a rebels episode when she's in the world between worlds. Uh, so it, it, it's, yeah. it's huge symbolism for the character of Ahsoka and the way I kind of took it and process it was, you know, she left her saber there, the graveyard to kind of say she died, right? You know, Ahsoka died in the yeah. crash. Uh, but when Vader found that and he picked it up and was, he knew what it was. And when he looked up and saw that bird, I think to him, that was a sign from the force. She's not gone. Yeah. yeah she is not gone. That was, that was almost, that was Anakin looking up there still a little bit. And yeah, that uh, I would like to know what the time period was between that ship crash and when they actually got there. Cause you know, we see the snow, we know that there has been some time passage, but like, is he still, is there still Anakin in there at that point? Or is it, you know, are we in episode four timeline at that point? And he's, you know, he's almost fully. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a lot it, of people were, were kind of questioning that. That's at least when I was looking around for ideas and see if I missed anything, but um, I, I, I would have to think it's at least a year or more. Uh, I mean, look at the weathering on the, on the clone helmets and they are all cracked out. Her yeah. lightsaber was all rusted out. And I mean, it, it basically looked like they stumbled upon an archeology span dig. Right. I mean, yeah, it, was, I, I, I wouldn't say was it was anything buried. real fresh. I, I would say it's at least has to be a year or more after the timeline it was just it was a good little ending so those are our eggs there let's uh i'm gonna rattle off some of the top moments i had written down while watching there was a bunch here okay this is an easy one to start with maul like the continuation of his corridor charge i mean he makes his he makes his way to the hyperdrive room and just proceeds to single-handedly fucking destroy it with the force yeah rip it the fuck down like and also that room itself i mean i don't know if this is an egg or a reference but like that room itself with the way that the electricity was coursing through all of the you know the hyperdrive whatever the fucks they are that was very similar to me to where he fought you know in episode one where you know that that big oh, room yeah, yeah, inside yeah, yeah, 100%, of naboo. The naboo control room or whatever yeah yeah i yeah. got that i mean just i also I mean, you know, Sam voices him, but we also know Sam was in Star Wars before it got decanonized as Starkiller. But I, I, I kind of feel like Filoni and them kind of wrote some of these scenes to to pay a little nod to Starkiller's use of the Force and how fucking yeah. in, intense he would get with it. Because 
if you just watch the frames of Maul's march, I mean, he's he's breaking people in half, choking them out, lifting them up, throwing them off uh, bridges down to their desks, single handedly, like I said, ripping out entire hyperdrive engine cores. Uh, the guy was just an animal, but he was doing it with it didn't even look like it was that difficult right it, it, yeah it, is, it wasn't even effort like he literally like it was in the in episode 11 but like when he threw that panel and cut those two clones heads off i was like holy shit I mean, I, I, i'm talking like, <laughs> like literally caving an entire star destroyer's hyperdrive room down it, it, it's like yeah. he could do it sleeping where you know ahsoka when she's trying to hold a shuttle in place she's about to die she's dedicating so much of her her force power to it it was just I don't know, man. Yeah. Maul for life. Like I said, top three, top two now for me. Vader Maul, that is my one, two. Uh, and and yeah. his quarter charge and the subsequent hyperdrive room fuck off was just amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the another scene that stood out for me just because of its pure insanity. I mean, so you can say ridiculousness, whatever. How, like the scene of Ahsoka getting to that Y-Wing to get out oh yeah of, yeah you know it, essentially the crash yeah, we got to see her <laughs> like, twice now in the siege of mandalore arc do this impressive essentially base jumping with no paratrooper action uh flying yeah. through debris running off debris and then using the her superman uh princess leia force flying powers saving herself uh yeah i, I had that too i had that moment as well ahsoka base diving from ship in the rex pickup I really liked Rex's plea to Ahsoka about the clones. Like, he's like, listen, these are my fucking brothers, but they don't give a shit. We need to start wiping yeah. them out. And she's like, listen, motherfucker, takes his helmet off. He's crying again. And she's like, dude, I get it. But I am not going to be responsible for any of their deaths. I understand that from like a like a good person's yeah, point of yeah. view. That's what I mean. But she like, is Jedi to the core, even though she's no she Jedi. Is. That's she is the best Jedi without being a Jedi. Fucking dumb Jedi. And it's just like she should have just roasted those fools because now I mean, some of them probably died anyway. Because I imagine oh, they're all that dead, man. The, the they, they, she fucking <laughs> buried them all. But that, that the fact that her yeah. and Rex stayed back and buried every single clone just again speaks volumes yeah. about how she cared about those clones, the type of Jedi or force user that she was. And obviously her relationship with Rex and, and his relationship with his brothers. It just, it was just, I don't know, man. I mean, Rex is a fantastic clone. He gives them emotions, gave them a face, a personality, and you could tell mm -hmm. it was bothering what was happening, but he's also bred for missions, execute a plan. So he was ready to do whatever he had to do to get them out safe. So, uh, that yeah. was neat. I liked his standoff with Jesse. Just really the visual of it. That, that was they had really one cool. big pullback yeah. shot. That was nice. Uh, we talked about Ahsoka's force shuttle. I also loved her fucking floor circle cut. Oh, when, yeah. When she that threw was, her sabers like, down with the force and then used the force to essentially do a, a drill the, the floor out from underneath them. I thought that was pretty awesome. And yeah. uh, we got to end with it, but the burial and the epilogue with Vader. I mean, it was just, it was fucking beautiful. And, and I'm seeing here from some of the fans on the live stream, uh, Papa P, yeah, the end was beautifully done. Uh, Papa's agreeing that it has to at least be six months to a year, this flash forward, because he has his lightsaber. 
tones really yep. like and i saw this from a lot of fans that watch rebels or clone early clone wars but everyone loved the new look of the empire uh, because mm-hmm. if you look at rebels the, the empire was kind of made cartoony looking kind of cartoony looking yeah. yeah i mean the only cool one was vader and that was because they took more macquarie style you know elements for vader and rebels right but like the the Vader that you see in Clone Wars, I'm glad that they didn't do like a direct rip from Rebels and that they gave it its own, gave Vader his own Clone Wars flair. Yeah, yeah. So. so you got uh, Andrew here, Kingdom Weird. He's he was he was wishing that Rebels would now employ that that new look. So hey, if Rebels gets another season like we've been hearing, hopefully they do. You never know. Well, you know that that kind of I mean we're we're basically at the end here of, of episode twelve, but. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is we know that Lucasfilm animation or, you know, that this animation studio is going to continue. We know that there is a possibility of a rebel sequel, but do you think that there is a possibility of not necessarily a direct continuation of the clone wars, but like a give it like almost start at the same point to where the epilogue was, except you, now your main characters are Rex and Ahsoka yeah, because yeah. these two are key members of the, the, the rebellion at this point. Like, do you have like a rise of the rebellion series that takes place between three My, and four like, that like shows it. you? Yeah. I mean, you could see, you know, Ah- Ahsoka, what all of these senators, you know, like Bail Organa, Ahsoka Rex, and all of these people who were involved in the, you know, the the rise of the rebellion and the formation of the rebellion, like, do you give it some time and like even even go like, you know, 15 years deep to where you have a young Princess Leia who is now making her political inroads. Well, I mean, Rebels covers the three to four. Well, the late, late, late three to four, right? Yeah, super late. Rebels technically is supposed to go up to the Battle of Yavin. Like, all that stuff wrapped before, you know, the Luke and them joined the Rebellion or whatnot. But, as you're saying, there's still plenty of... Uh, time frame the cover i mean where season seven ends is is rots i mean we we've still have 10 15 yeah, years, years 18 years to cover there so yeah. uh yeah i mean as yeah. as papa's saying i mean papa we've been screaming this for years i'd take darth vader anything but in particular yeah. right after revenge of the sith let's get into some of that yeah. comic book content where we see anakin struggling with his choice and being so fucking angry all the time and fucking up and getting his ass kicked a little bit by the first jedi he had to go hunt i mean that stuff would be that a, would be the best series. yeah i mean let, let's be real i would love to see an ahsoka and rex series too but in the end anything vader trumps all star wars in my opinion yeah because i mean Reality of the fact is like, yeah, what I said would be cool, but like it would probably be pretty low key for a long time because people are just laying low. You you have a lot of underground activity happening with the formation well, and, of the rebellion, but nothing like outward. Like, yet. And I mean, the rumors out there about a rebel sequel. We had the, the was it the lead animator for Clone Wars essentially thrown out a vague thing of like, hey, if you like these, there could be more coming. I mean. Does that mean yeah. more animated Star Wars, more Clone Wars set in a different period? Is it not even called Clone Wars anymore? It probably couldn't be. But, I mean, Ahsoka and Rex, they have plenty of, of stories that they could keep telling. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen some comments from our buddy Filoni recently towards the end here. 
Uh, I could be making this up. This could be fake, but I'm pretty sure I did hear this. But I think he essentially said that Ahsoka has earned a live action turn at this point. And, well, and if yeah, he's I saying mean, that, that could more or less be the wink, wink, nod, nod. Don't worry. She's coming. Mando S2. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that that is very clear. And, you know, if any character deserves to make the jump from live action or from animated to live action, it's her. I mean, there is no other one other than Rex. So, I mean, hey, we may even fucking see Rex. Um, You know, we know he survived through the end of episode six, so we could see Rex and Mando. Um, But yeah, I mean, live action Ahsoka for sure should be S2. Totally. I mean, I just like... I don't think that you can, I don't think you can stop here. I mean, I know that they wanted to, their, their intention was like Skywalker content is going to be limited or over post, you know, clone wars. But like with the success of this season and the success of Mando, they need to get over that fucking edict. All right. Okay. You don't have to have the goddamn Skywalkers in it, but if you're just going to close off, the prequel OT and sequel airs now for other storytelling. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I mean, you got to allow that those, those stories to continue being told because there's still a lot of, I mean, look at the, look at the reaction to Mando and then clone wars final season. Yeah. I know some of you bozos out there didn't like the first few episodes whatever. I mean, look how it ended. Get over it. it. It's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, like, why, why do we like have to me, blackball the, the Skywalker timeline now? Yeah. For me, I, I feel like <laughs> a, a dark, yeah, I'm sure Papa keep said Ahsoka something. away from the weirdos <laughs> from the weird look, man. Ahsoka. Yes. King. Ahsoka sorry, is, Nick. They're, they're going nuts here in the chat. Yes. King of a weird. If those titles are correct, it definitely hints at, uh, the Mando and, and, and the child running into a force user known as a sorcerer, and it very well could be Ahsoka. I mean, Luke technically is in play too, but I think he's off limits because of his last I, name, uh, because of what Nick and I are talking about right now. So they're also asking about the yeah. planet, Nick, um, that they crashed on. Some people are like, oh, it's Hoth. I'm like, no, it was, I mean, it was a nice no, green planet, and maybe it's just a different season. Yeah. Who knows? I've heard Zepho was thrown out there uh but i so far i believe it's still unnamed if it isn't and someone beat me to it i hate Zelos. it's zelo Zelos. like yeah it says he ends up hiding out with the other two clans. oh no never yeah, mind i, I don't that i is... don't think they've canonized the planet yet so no yeah they, sorry they tones we try uh, i could make shit up maybe it's zepho right the loop in the fallen order world but i saw yeah, someone Zelos C- is where they found up in rebels okay um yeah so but it was fantastic episode a great end to the series uh it just i don't know it's kind of sad now where do we go next in the animated realm of star wars is it more rebels yeah do we get like you know nick said here could we get a follow-up series of ahsoka and rex and their adventures in the underground the yeah the only thing that i would say is if this if if they have the balls because to do a dark side focused show in its entirety, because that's one thing that we've never, never really seen like a good call. We've never really seen star Wars from the perspective of only the bad guys. Yeah. It's always been seen through the lens of the good said With our Vader series. I mean, just imagine getting a Vader, anything and getting insights into that dude's head. Like 
what was he thinking? What was he saying to people? What was he doing behind closed doors? Was he sitting there fucking pouting and feeling sorry about himself, building up that rage so he could survive? I mean, yeah, that, that, that stuff would be fantastic, but it's, I guess it's a hard sell for a supposed kid franchise to kind of cast it in a dark light, but yeah, I mean, if, if they make the series that's proposed that we have thrown out here, you know, that Papa was saying like Vader focused series that we've been talking about for a long time, like that's literally going to be Darth Vader and the empire just going around hunting and killing Jedi. And then really dark shit like him dealing with his inner oh, yeah. demons it would have to be rated our, rated our star wars right there yeah it, it would be the deadpool of the star wars franchise <laughs> i mean i don't know if they can make that i mean i know for sure that if if george was in charge now it would never happen because he doesn't like i think it was always his plan to keep vader the entity of Vader as enigmatic as possible and not really give you those things outside of that final scene in episode six. Like he wanted to keep him this more machine than man style of villain. And if you explore that, you open up the humanity a little bit, which would be great for the people who view it, but for the creator of that character, do you want to give the viewers that level of insight into that character? Well, with, with, with now, Vader, we may not. Shots. I'm sorry, Nick, but we may not even get humanity with Vader. We may get his his tyranny. We we may get to see how evil he yeah. really cooked up himself to be. I mean, you got this is a guy that I would imagine was constantly struggling with. What the fuck did I do? I'm an idiot, but hey, I guess I'm already here. Might as well stick with it. And let's. How bad can I be? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues you could go for that series. And I do think I think you're right. It would have to be at least the TV, you know, like all of the 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 Star Wars TV series animated styles have been like Y7, like TV Y7 in the United States, which is just like basically anybody or like young kids older than seven or just general audience. Um, if you make a Vader like Imperial focused television series in this time period where that's what you're doing is is tightening the grips of oppression in the in the galaxy, hunting down Jedi, it's gotta be at least TV 14. Right. I mean, granted, with you know it being on a fucking streaming series now or a streaming service now, like you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Like you don't have to, you know, abide by any sort of television rating, you know, bullshit. Well, it's like I, I like what, what Papa's saying here. We buy the merch as in adults, so why not just give us one show yeah. for adults? He's right. I will say I, I definitely understand that, and this is something that I've been like, it's, it's kind of like the juggle of, of a franchise owner when it comes to something like Star Wars is, yes, the people who have been with it since the beginning are now adults now. Like if you're there in 77, you're you know into your... 40s at this point 50s maybe even 60s but and even for 40 us 40 in july you know, right here 80s baby there you here go. we go born during and empire like even for even for like the people who grew up during the the, the prequel era they're in, into their 20s and 30s now um the thing that keeps star wars going though is kids is is when you endear 
kids at the age of six, seven years old to a franchise, you ensure that your your brand and your franchise lives for 20 oh, years, yeah. 30, oh, yeah. 40 I've, more I've already years. worked over my my little daughter. I mean, she's, she's a Star Wars freak now because of me. I yeah. mean, I, I've, I've done what, I mean, what like, Lucasfilm has trained me to do since birth. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is like, even you at the, when you saw Tross for the first time and you saw fucking, you know, melting city as you were like, shit, can I show this to my kid? And like, they don't want you to think that. <laughs> and the best part like, is that's the part I thought she it was going to freak her out. She's like, ah, oh, yeah. She's like, whatever. <laughs> Great. Uh, nice. But yeah, I mean like that's, but that's what like Lucas and Disney do not want you to think like, can I show this to my kid? Because yeah. that is what ensures that star Wars survives another 20, 30 oh, years. Man. I it's agree about that making, they can give us one about making fucking money in the end. Isn't it? But like you yeah, said, I, like, it's not I, like George would have given us anything. I mean, I don't even know if he would have signed off on the Mandalorian, some of its shooting and this, that, and the other thing, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, you yeah. never know. But, uh, that is the, that is the more mature cut, like the adult series that pop that that's, that's what it yeah. is, is Mando. Yeah, Mando's about as close as we have to an adult Star Wars show at this point. And it, it's still pretty, uh pretty tame in terms of, of what it could get into i mean we, we could i was I, honestly nick I, I was surprised they were showing full disintegrations to be honest with you and Mando, yeah. like also, even that was almost like a little above the usual star wars gore a uh, few comments from the the herd here before we move on uh jason worked more or less he he threw out he thought it could be lothal especially because you had the convoy show up there uh, yeah, who yeah. knows? I mean, I, I was thinking that too, but in the end, I pushed out and didn't commit to a planet name in my breakdown, so I suck. But uh, I think that's going to be it on the Clone Wars. We can get one six shooter back in here if he wants to come back. I'll just scream at him. Uh, Trevor, <laughs> shot to Trevor, Trevor, yeah, if someone clear. hit him up on Instagram, let him know we are over with the spoiler talk for Clone Wars. Uh, we're going to move into, we got two little deals just kind of news things and then we're going to get into the ask us anything hopefully that's why everyone's been sitting around or you just like listen to the whole damn show and that's even better so thumbs up to all you suckers uh but i'm gonna go ahead and let nick kick off this taika piece because i have to piss like a motherfucker and i didn't bring i didn't bring a a jar to hold here under my desk see you're looking at me right now i would try (laughs) to and pee live but i don't care i got a leak i drank a lot of water before we recorded so uh nick's gonna go run with this for a little bit taika watiti is officially a star wars director Oh, yes. I mean, and this was all but confirmed before. I mean, technically, he was a Star Wars director from Mando. um, And now it is official from Star Wars, from Lucasfilm and Disney, that he will be helming his own feature film. We're not talking about TV. We're not talking about Disney Plus here. This is a feature film live action style from Taika Waititi on Star Wars. Um, And then along with this also came... The confirmation of Leslie Headland as a uh, showrunner, producer, and writer for a Disney Plus live-action Star Wars series. Neither of these things have release dates yet, um, but they are going to. They are confirmed. They're going to happen. Um, if we stick to this supposed timeline that we we heard from, uh, you know, from Bob Iger before he exited Disney, then we can expect to see. Uh, the movie in 2022, 2021, somewhere around there. Um, and then the, the, the live action series, we don't know. So we all, all we know is that, uh, Leslie Headland is gonna, is gonna be in charge of it. Right. Produce show run. 
Disney Plus, the movie. Matt, did we did we say or did we get you know from Bob Iger that movie was 2021 or 2022? The first one back, supposedly. It's, it's, tw- I mean, it's going even years, so it was going to be 22, 24, 26 with Avatar 26, sprinkled yeah. or layered in between. In between. Yeah. So if that's the if that's the case, I mean, this is the. Taika is is the first confirmed director, right? I mean, now that Got Bros are out and Ryan's yes, kind of yes, up in he, the yes. air. Yeah, he is. I mean, so who knows if he's doing the 2022 movie, if he's doing more than one. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the hire. I know Greg, Greggy Boy is a big fan of this one. Uh, he kind of... T- I mean, he's from his neck right, of the woods. He, he tipped us Zedlin. off to this. I mean, Greg literally said that he knew someone that had good word that Taika was going to be doing it, and he's going to try to do the production down down under. Uh, you know, get some of the shrimps on the Barbie or whatever the hell you guys eat down there, some big-ass crickets. Uh, so there you go, Greg. <laughs> we love you, buddy. But yes, um, that was a good I, I, I'm, all, I'm all about this hiring. And now who knows if Disney's going to go ahead and fuck it up. I mean, there's, there's still plenty of time for creative differences yeah. to happen. Uh, but if we get a creative difference split on this one, it, it, it's time to move my man Filoni into the fucking role at Lucasfilm. Like, yeah. let's and get real, my friends. Yeah, I, I agree. And one other note on the Taika thing is that um, his co-writer, well, you know, yeah, his co-writer on this will be Christy Wilson Cairns, yeah. and she is the person who wrote 1917, which is which we all know if you've seen 1917, fucking incredible fantastic. movie, multiple Oscar winner. Like, I, I mean, she, I'm pretty sure she won an I, Oscar. I don't know for how it. anyone could be upset about Taika getting a Star Wars movie, especially after what he did in Mando Episode Eight. That was his uh, directorial debut, and just the way he performed IG Eleven. Uh, I mean, I think this guy's a fucking talent and a half, like a talent and yeah, a half. I mean, I mean, if you have, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, check that out. That's probably so a, a a better view of the type of person that Taika is. I mean, he's fucking far out. And I guess while we're talking about it, if anyone has watched the Mandalorian gallery on Disney plus first episodes out there now, and it's on the directors. So each of the eight directors kind of gets a a special spot. And I didn't know it was incredible. It's fantastic. Uh, Dave Filoni's story is probably the best. I mean, that that, that his is the first one. I was like, man, I wish I was that guy. Uh, But Taika, like if you didn't know, Taika started as a stand up comedian and kind of almost like a VFX type of dude and essentially got into movies and writing and directing because no one would buy any of his projects. So him and his partner just did them themselves. And yeah. Jermaine Clement, yeah. like he, they're the two guys that made it, it. The movie was what they do in the shadows, the vampire movie. Right. And then they also work on the TV show for FX, what we do in the shadows, fucking hilarious stuff. Like if you really like, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, uh, mockumentary style humor. Go watch the, that show and those movies on Hulu. Yeah, I mean he's he's fucking um, nuts. Like he is a he's a goofball, but the way yeah. he he does his humor, at least the way he even shot the humor in in Mandalorian, is perfect. Like, and let's yeah. remember that scene. They're they're beating a baby, yet it was kind <laughs> of funny because of the way he shot it. Uh, the other one, yeah. I mean, IG Eleven has a child strapped to his chest as he's on a murder spree. <laughs> And it's funny looking, but that that's the way Taika rolls. So, yeah, I mean, it's if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, if you've seen Jojo Rabbit, any of his other work, you know, his style. And like 
and even like I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, Matt, but even in that documentary, the 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 uh, Disney Gallery Mandalorian documentary, when it gets to Tyka's turn, it's like it starts off with kind of like sitting down and talking to the director. He was even like the the first things he says was like, "Yeah, I got on the set. It seemed very unprofessional. Yeah. Well, just no, unpolished. I, I say, People didn't seem to." I, I took I took notes on the documentary because I'm nuts. I always. And thinking, what can we talk about on the Star Wars time show? That's how I roll. I am dedicated to you motherfuckers about this franchise. <laughs> but I, I put down in my note, literally, uh, on the Taika, Taika in general. That was my note for, for his section. Because <laughs> they literally, after yeah. he's talking to the round table, they just kind of go into a sizzle reel of, of Taika on the set doing stuff, saying stuff. Uh, he, he really yeah. is a gem and, and I think he's, he's perfect for star Wars. It just comes down to are the people at the top, the Igers, the Kathleen's, are they going to be pressing them down and these creative differences bullshit to the point where he's like, Hey, see you later. See, I think that, I mean, one, we still don't know anything about Kevin Feige's role in true, star Wars. True, now that was announced true. a while ago. So if he comes in and he is the overall leader of Star Wars, like he was for the Avengers and for the the MCU in general, I don't think there's a problem because they've worked together before, obviously. And, and it seems like Kevin lets these directors work. Like he lets them do the things that they're good at and doesn't come in and say like, no, you have to do this. You have to do this. You can't do this. He lets them be their creative selves. And that's why the MCU was so popular is because he let the storytellers tell the stories. If it is going to be more of a, like, you know, similar to what we saw for the sequel trilogy, where there is a lot of, you know, overhead influence from Disney, then there could be issues, but he's already been there. Like he's already done it with Ragnarok. He's already done it with Mando. You'd hope they they just trust him. Just, just let him go. Yeah. Look what he did in Mandalorian, work with John and Dave, who probably didn't fuck with him. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Let him be the odd man that he is and see what he churns out. I mean, we, we know nothing. Is it going to be a trilogy, a standalone film? Is it High Republic? Is it going to tie into other movies? Or is it just going to be a true one and done Taika Star Wars entry about a character we don't know about? Who knows? Uh, but I, yeah. I was glad to kind of get that confirmation uh, the other one on, mm-hmm. on Leslie, I, I did like Russian Doll. I mean, who knows? It seems like they're giving her a lot of power over the series. Uh, so I don't know. But yeah, it seems like with the series, they're kind of doing that now because she's in the same position that Gilroy is with Cassie. Okay, yeah. So where they like, write, they give you the whole show thing. run, which which is a lot, and uh, that could get a little dicey, but. In the end, uh, she's on Disney Plus. Tyka's making a movie. I mean, this is the first movie news I think we've really gotten since the Got Bros rolled off of their project. So, I guess Iger yeah. hasn't completely killed the uh, movie projects for Star Wars yet. So that's a good sign. And the fact that it's yeah, Tyka's well, money. Got so. Bobby Chap. Yeah, I mean Bobby Chapik's in there now. So we're gonna see what happens with him at the helm. Um, and then one other quick note on, well, I got something the, from the, the, the peanut gallery here. One six shooter came in oh, late. Uh, great, great point here, but he says he wants to see a more mature fan oriented animation in the style of Daz fucking Tibbles, right? Oh, bro. Look, if we want to get 
Let's let's get Darren officially hired by no Lucasfilm and and allow him to do I just, it. I think I featured. Yeah, uh, he did a an art piece for May the Fourth. I think I featured it on Instagram slash Star Wars Time Show today. I mean, that, that's just ecstatic stuff. I think last week I, I I shared his test of a baby Yoda walking. Uh, if you've ever seen his Rogue One animation, like that guy is just nasty. I mean, he's someone that I would yeah. just take his art and tattoo it all over my body from top to bottom. That's what I told you. Even Matt even even the winger, list. like balls and everything, asshole, everything. <laughs> I want I want Daz Tibble's art up in my body. Uh, but yeah, you're yeah. you're right. One six shooter right there. So, uh, Greggy Bird's yeah. thinking it's uh, Tyke is going to be standalone. I do too. I don't. I think they're getting away from the trilogy stuff. Uh, hopefully, if we ever do a trilogy again, they don't use the moron approach and uh, expect three different Have artists different writers and directors. To, to essentially create a cohesive trilogy narrative. It doesn't work. It fucking failed with the sequel trilogy. Don't do it again, please and thank you. Yes, Daz is the yeah. GOAT. As, as in yeah, Daz Tibbles. All right, uh, one more deal kind of before we get into the fan stuff. I know everyone's been chomping at the bit for that, and we probably are going to push another three-hour show. That's why I had to take a little pee break, and I still think it's hilarious that I forgot to record the audio-only feed because I'm an asshole. But real quick, not much to really talk about these because uh, at least Robert Rodriguez was rumored for a few months. I refused to run it because it was coming from dinky S sites like ours. I don't trust people like star Wars time. <laughs> so I wasn't going to run it as official, but today Robert Rodriguez and Peyton Reed both came out on Twitter and confirmed that they directed, um, an episode of the Mandalorian for the second season. Season two. Uh, yeah. I really hope that they do a similar round table to what they did this time with oh, the directors. Yeah, yeah. I, for season I mean, two. they, they got to keep that behind the scenes series going. It was fantastic. I, I had a feeling they were going to do it episodic. Cause that just seems how Disney plus is going to roll. Uh, I don't know yeah. why I would rather you just roll them all out, but I, I do. I think it's a, it's a ploy to keep people subscribed uh, for one thing, but Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. Hey, whatever. I, I think we'll, we actually are, I believe, going to get a new one Friday already. So, uh, but yeah, Robert Rodriguez. I mean, if you don't know the movies he's done, you're probably not a geek or into pop culture. I mean, his most recent is probably Alita, right, Nick? Uh, yeah. He did the Sin Cities. He's done a lot of cool shit, mm -hmm. Grindhouse stuff with Quentin. One of the Grindhouse movies. Uh, and then Peyton yep. Reed, if you don't know what he's been up to, he is uh, the Ant Man guy. Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, yep. So he directed the the last two Ant-Mans. I think he's tapped for Ant-Man 3 if that's actually going to be a thing. Uh, baby yeah, yeah, I mean, Tones, baby awesome Yoda choice. is still in the potato sack. It looks like it. Uh, you know, I question that too when you're looking at Robert's picture. I'm wondering if that's not a set visit from season one because I do not think they would have let Robert share a picture of this magnitude this early. That's my take though. Yeah. Cause he's still got, yeah, he's got I mean, a little ball. Look, like I, I really, I think this is, I think this is season one and, and Peyton's I'm guessing is probably season two. Cause we just get the helmet in his director chair. That, that's, that's my take. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that is a shot of the child as he is in season two, but we talked about this last week, right? We were like, yo, wouldn't it be sweet if they gave him sort of like a Soka's Mando outfit, you know, kind of that. Yeah. Like a little <laughs> Mando spandex. onesie, little baby Yoda Mando onesie. <laughs> I would love that, <laughs> man. And it would just give them another reason to re-release all their, uh, child collectible sets in every scale for idiots like me to rebuy. So, 
but that that's Dude, good, I man. Mean, Robert and Peyton have now yeah. joined. We know those are just, we know John's directing an episode this year. I believe Carl Weathers is directing an episode for season two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's Dude, only just, one or two directors that haven't been named yet. You, you got to give uh, give Filoni another one. I mean, because the guy really killed it with the first episode of season one. So just allow him to continue to direct live action there. And it's also it's impressive the talent that they can pull in for this show. I mean, I know it's a fucking global phenomenon, but to get Robert Rodriguez, I mean, this guy is a huge director in Hollywood. Uh, to get him on this show, like you know what, Nick? For, I think I think it's, it's I think it's a reverse effect. I think it's these. You think that yes. people are just like I yes. want to do this? No, Who I'm being dead serious. I think it. I think there's yeah, directors yeah. now. They saw, oh shit, we can do something Star Wars and not get fucking destroyed by fans. There is Star yeah. Wars we can work in that is not going to cause a riot. So I, I do think these guys are phoning up John and be like, hey, dude, you got a spot? Can I come Let's, down? I mean, you yeah. got something for me? Can I do an episode? Can I co-direct something like that? So I'm going to go with its opposite and the power of the Mandalorian, how well it was received at all levels of the fandom has allowed some of these directors that have probably, let's be real, always wanted to work in Star Wars. But after they started seeing that what happened to the maker himself after the prequels and then JJ yeah. and then Ryan and then JJ again and Gareth and the uh, the the Lego movie brothers, you know, on solo. Oh, yeah, the Lego bros. They're, really they're just like <laughs> they're like, okay, I'm gonna fucking just step back for a little bit because I'm not trying to have internet trolls butt fuck me every day just because I made a Star Wars movie. Uh, but now they're like, all right, this one seems to be Teflon so far. So sign me up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Call when you were out, watching so. that documentary, dude, did you start to regret a lot of decisions you made in life, and the fact that Yo, you were yeah. not at that round table, or at least on the set with those people? That is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, dude, just, if I could have chosen a different oh career path, oh my god, something just to be able to like hold a boom mic for these guys. Yes, I'd be like, a fucking key you know. grip, man. I, I still don't even know what a key grip is, but sign me up. <laughs> I want to be a key grip. I would do craft services on this project. I mean, yeah, you dude. just watch those people work and you're sitting there. Cause I, I've been on big sets thanks to stunt buddy and it, it actually is quite boring, but once they are filming a scene and you just see them work it out and the director kind of block it out and work through it with the actors and then they do it and you see everything happening practically with none of the effects in yet, it, it's intoxicating. And to think about doing that on a Star Wars project where you're creating Star Wars stories for people, that is life to me. And yet here I am, almost 40 years old, in my basement, talking about star wars to my good buddy <laughs> and a few people on youtube which is great there i'm not go. gonna complain which is great but i'm really sitting here going man i <laughs> fucked up i was a fucking bozo <laughs> when i was in my 20s just kicking shit around going to college not really knowing what i wanted to do uh, and, and it took too long took too long so yeah. i don't think you'll see me directing an episode of mandalorian season three quite yet but i'm working on it i'm working on it i got connections all right my Getting friend close. that kind of wraps some of the topics so what we're going to move into now at the two hour and six mark holy shit is the ask us anything that's right we put it out there you guys came through more than i expected i figured it would just fall on deaf ears because a lot of times i feel like we are just screaming into the void and no one really knows we exist but 
I guess we do. Uh, we got a plenty of them, so let me see if I can do one of these switcheroos on OBS. Bam! Boom! Look at that! We just popped up the, uh, the cast topics. Let me get us on the cantina questions here. Uh, I believe Greggy Boy is the one that dubbed this questions from the canteen or something like this, so we're just rolling with it. Uh, we have not done this from September. Uh, I think we have 30 or so questions. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Wait, we'll see how many. I know that Papa threw out quite a yes. few, so Papa, we may pick one yeah, or two might, years. We might save <laughs> some, but, but some are also kind of one-offs. So uh, we'll see how this yeah. goes. Once we're through this, uh, time permitting, we'll, we'll do Nick's question from the fan this is where you guys have a chance to answer a question he puts out on the star wars galaxy and you have to provide an answer that will go over on the show so you can kind of get your time in the sun if you didn't make a top five or something like that and you're like grave greg and you need to be featured every single week or at least hear yourself yeah. on the show uh because he is now a marvel fan and not a star wars fan because he has not heard himself praised on the show quite enough so i'm just going to go ahead nick and, and pop uh, if we're in the Slack, I'm going to start with the first five files, the first one right there. And the first question is from Dagobah Customs. All right, that's Dakota. This does not apply to me, yes. so this is all you. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. What dioramas from Star Wars would you like for us to tackle next? So, you know, Dagobah Customs, if you are in the toy photography scene, they make some killer dioramas for Star Wars action figures, typically at the 112 scale. All right, so what dioramas would I like to see? I want a full-on 112-scale Falcon cockpit. <coughs> I'll take one of those. I want a Bespin carbon freezing chamber room diorama. I'll take one of those, complete with lights and graded floors. <laughs> I want a, a Imperial bunker on Endor diorama. I'll take one of those. And I think, okay, I, I got one. So you say this when I have one that I thought of. What's that? The one that I thought of was the uh, inside Starkiller base TFA bridge where Han and uh, oh, Kylo yeah, yeah, talk. That'd be a nice one. Or really, yeah, any type of, of, of Star Destroyer bridge. I know we have space walls and whatnot, but uh, dioramas are so nice because most of it's just there for you. So... Yeah, that's what I'd roll with there, Dakota. Some some easy ones for you. Some cheap ones, I'm sure, to build, especially that Bespin carbon freezing chamber, I'm sure. Oh, in that, I also want working <laughs> working smoke systems and everything. Like, I want this fully built that I just push buttons and it makes the scene look good for me because <laughs> I'm getting pretty lazy as a, a stager at this point in time. Uh, all right, so thank you for your question there, Customs. Sir Dork, all right, there's goat number two. Him and uh, everything Kylo were the original GOATs on the Star Wars Time Show, and uh, now we have our uh, we have our Mount yeah, Rushmore, we got the Rushmore up there. Papa the Papas, the one sixes, the work more or less. Hell, anybody. We're, you're all in the circle of assholes, so you're good with us. All right, so Sir Dork wants to know top three favorite stormtroopers. That's tough. All right. Um, for one, okay, for me, I really like, and this was actually something that Baron's Black Series asked us when he did his specialized SWT photo shoot. I really like the Vandor Troopers from Solo. Yeah, the, the um, range range troopers, I believe, is their range technical troopers, term yeah. with the magnetic boots. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll put those as as uh, 
I'll put those as number one for me because I like the I like the the fluff. I like the suit. They they're wearing fur coats. Oh, yeah. You never get to see fucking stormtroopers and pimped out fur coats and magnetic boots. So that's my number one. Um, I'll, I'll say Death Troopers number two just because they're so menacing. Like that black on black imperial style suit was just killer their guns look badass the fact that when they spoke it came through coded so you really couldn't hear what they were saying another fucking really cool uh quirk to them let's see what's my third favorite third favorite stormtrooper i mean i know that they they ended up being kind of weak and not really used well but sith trooper aesthetic i thought was really cool like the red armor the striations within the armor itself that you can see um the even like their style of guns and if you play battlefront 2 sith troopers are actually pretty fucking badass like they do a lot of damage in battlefront 2 um so those those are my three specialized Uh, i think i'm gonna stick all in rogue one i mean rogue one probably created or canonized some of the greatest trooper models we've ever seen. And number one are the shore troopers. Uh, I just, they're so unique looking cause they're kind of a hybrid of a scout trooper and a standard bucket head. Uh, so I love their helmets. So I'm gonna go shore troopers. Then I'm going to go right to the, the tank troopers or the tank commander. They're the ones that kind of had the, you know, pronounced jowl line and the, the eye slit. It, it, it kind of looked like a phase one clone trooper. eye slit a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I really like them. And then I'm going to jump on with Nick on the death troopers, man. You got to love that all black. And the fact that they talk like, <laughs> so, uh, those are my three right there. So thank you, sir. Dork. That was a, a good one there. Uh, up next we've got one from our buddy jason b michael who used to be uh, my apprentice but just like darth vader his skills have increased so much now he is going to cut me down like obi-wan kenobi i mean this guy just put out two shots that are are essentially plastic action quality it's insane jason you're one with the force and the force is with you and he probably won't listen because you know he's he's gotten a little bit bigger for us these days but you know <laughs> just kidding all right jason so he says do you think the high republic means we'll be getting the jedi sentinels backstory history nick i think so i mean this is a it's an area ripe for like filling in those gaps with what was considered like more i don't want to say ancient you know jedi or ancient sith practices but like going back in time i think it would be a good a good area to kind of explain those especially considering i think one of the jedi that are going to be a featured character is like falls into like a jedi sentinel style of character i don't know if he's necessarily a sentinel but um, it looks like he could fall into that classification. So I do think that we I didn't get even know what the fuck the Sentinels there. are. Like, that's how bad I am at old Star Wars. Sorry for the sound. I'm busting out a protein bar so I don't die. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what, Jedi Sentinels were really focused more like the, the like to me, what I think of when when he mentioned Jedi Sentinels was was more like going back even like farther than the high Republic era. This is going back old Republic era. Is that like what that so dude was talking about, about, that Dallas guy? Where he's like, were these the ones that still add Not, steel swords, or that's even further? No, that's that's a little further. That's that's even further back. 
Like, if you ever played Star Wars, the Old Republic MMO, one of the classes you could play was a Jedi Sentinel. And it was essentially like a, not, it was like a tank class. It was, it was a person who was way more focused on the lightsaber combat and the, yeah, yeah. the physical aspects of being a Jedi than necessarily the force aspects of being a Jedi. Or maybe I flipped those. No, that's a Guardian. A Jedi Sentinel is the opposite. Well, is, is a, I don't, I don't is think we have to get too nerdy user. on the classes, but yeah. So there is there but is I think potential. That, I think with, that's what he's all right. There about. is potential. All right. Well, that, yeah. There's definitely potential to go into. Thank it. you, Jason. Keep those Star Wars shots coming and tag Star Wars Time Show. Don't be a communist. Uh, <laughs> last one in this set. This comes from Mister Muppa 6 what do you guys think about the whole Darth Maul being back after his demise in episode one? I'm loving it. I'm assuming Muppa has missed the Clone Wars earlier or whatnot, which is probably great because yeah. he's probably one of the people when it showed up in Solo, he's like, what the fuck? Uh, and now you, you kind of see Maul getting fleshed out. I mean, we, we don't have to go too much into this Muppa because of really last week's if episode. You were earlier. Yeah, and earlier yeah. this episode, I mean... I think it's one of the greatest things Filoni and, and Lucas ever did was bring Maul back through the Clone Wars and then into Rebels and then back in the live action with Solo. Obviously not Lucas and Filoni there, but they were the ones to bring him back in the first place. And uh, now that we've seen the Clone Wars play out, I think that decision paid off in spades and it was absolutely fantastic. And he is now my second favorite Star Wars character of all time. Yeah, I mean, it was a no-brainer to bring him back. I mean, it took balls to do it at first because you were essentially taking the character who is who was to be replaced by Anakin Skywalker at the side of Sidious, and and what you did was you made him super powerful. And and some people would argue, well, like, well, if Maul could be this strong, why would Sidious ever just toss him to the side for probably because for he Anakin. was too strong, he, he couldn't work him over and groom him. Control. You gotta remember, I mean, Palpatine had ten plus years or more to work over that little boy to become his sycophant yeah. follower. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Uh, well, this kind of next question here, black series features. Mm -hmm. Who's the most, What's the most badass and coolest character in all of star Wars. Okay. Um, for me, it's between Vader and Maul, And I think just based on recent entries, I may go with Maul right now. Yeah, I mean, Maul's fucking badass for me. And this is a character that's that's really existed only in video games. I think Darth Revan has to be in the consideration oh, for cool shit, Star I Wars character. I forgot about that guy. Time. Fuck, you win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Darth he Revan, looks the Darth coolest. Malick, There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean that that the Mandalorian mask, you know, mixed with kind of the Jedi Sith robes. Uh, his lightsaber style is really incredible. And just the, like his overall power. I mean, really for me, I think that the cool, like it's hard for me to separate like coolest from most powerful. And typically what we've seen is your most powerful Jedi, or your most powerful Sith can't really be portrayed that well in live action film because it does take a lot of effort to, yeah. to show yeah. the power of the you force. You probably couldn't have so done the uh, mall hyperdrive room on a tight budget live action. Yeah. So it's really cool to see those ancient Sith and ancient Jedi characters 
even like, you know, Bastilla Shan and, and, you know, and Darth Nihilus going back into the old Republic eras because there was, it was, it was a time when the force was, so, was untamed is how I would say it. Like these people, these force users were still getting to know, like, you know, after the discovery, like, what is it? What can we do with it? How do we control it? What are the limits to this power? And this is when you saw people like, you know, Revan just completely annihilate, you know, with the force and Darth Nihilus draining the, 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 the entire life essence of a planet just using the force and all of these different Sith, Darth Sion literally held together through pure dark side yeah, right. energy. Isn't, after isn't he his was, body was, essentially just always breaking apart? Yeah. His body is completely <laughs> like it's just shattered, and it is. It's literally held together by the dark side it. force energy that flows through him. So, like characters like that, to me, are All always right. the coolest That's because they push cut. the boundary. That's some deep cuts there. So, Darth Darth Bane is another yeah, one. Like you. Darth Bane, now, literally, now you're just showing like, off. <laughs> I just, took the easy way that's, out. That's I'm like, doop and doop. The, the two most <laughs> obvious characters. You're like, you're, you're pulling out some uh, deep, deep tracks there. All right. Oh, yeah. Deep ones. Okay. Next, SWTBS. This is our buddy over in Germany, one of our biggest German, um, or one of our most loyal German listeners here. He asks. Yep. Imagine being able to meet someone from Star Wars movies, whether it's an actor, producer, or director. Who is it? What kind of question would you ask him or her? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. I'll jump on it right now because to me, this is easy. Yeah. There's two people. I think we're going to have There's the same answer. There's two people right off but, the bat. The Maker yep. and Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Maker, number I mean, one. I mean, if you... And and I'm just going to say, see Dave Filoni's story in the Mandalorian documentary. That's the yeah. exact reasons why I picked George Lucas. Uh, essentially, to sit there in front of the guy that cooked up all this shit in his head and wove the stories for all those years before selling it. I mean, come on. That's a, that's a no-brainer for me. So I'm going, George, if George isn't available, I'm taking the next best thing at this point in time, and that's Dave Filoni. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's definitely George. Um, he, cause he seems like, like you said, if, if you watch that documentary, like he doesn't seem like the type of creator that doesn't like to talk to people about his, his oh, work. Yeah. I mean, like, he was sitting there like just directors. throwing out some weird shit about like Jedi and Floney. He's like, all right, yeah, this is cool, but this is an interview. I mean, so it's just like, I mean, Star Wars is George and George is Star Wars. So even in an interview where he, you could tell, like he pretty much handpicked Dave. I mean, I think Dave just kind of went through yeah. the ropes just to do it. Just so George could get a face to face and get kind of the final feel for him. Uh, but it sounds like he, he brought Dave in just to sit there and kind of fan out on ideas about the Jedi and this, that, and the other thing. It's just in the way Dave explained it, that's exactly why I would want to talk to Georgie boy. Yeah. So George won. For me, the second one's difficult because there's a lot of interesting people that that you could talk to. I mean, you could pick another original trilogy director like you could pick. I mean, Irvin Kirshner's dead. I mean, I assume we're doing dead or alive here. Um, And then John, you know, Larry Kasdan still available and he's out there. I mean, I would almost I would almost want to talk to like a Carrie might be high for me and not just 
for the Star Wars side of things, Carrie seemed like a very interesting oh, person. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you could sit there and do a couple lines of coke and and drop a <laughs> drop a speedball and then eat some LSD. Yeah, I mean, she's just she has been through so much. Like she was raised in Hollywood. Yeah, she she like, is Carrie, a true Hollywood princess. I mean, royalty. Yeah. So like, just to hear her talk, and and I know like. You know, the reason that it's kind of up in the air for me is because she's talked a lot about it. She was very open with her time on Star Wars and just her time in Hollywood in general through her books and through her, you know, her her live action kind of uh, one woman shows. So, like, a lot of what she could probably tell me is already out there, but I think it would still be an interesting conversation. Another person that I would like to talk to, I mean, Filoni's up there. I think I think it would be interesting to talk to John Cast or to, to Larry Cast and not John. And really get into like, what was it like in the OT days? Like, cause Larry was his, was George's primary collaborator. Like Larry was the guy. Oh, yeah. He, he who has was a lot like, of highlights. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like Larry was the one who essentially took the OT and, and, and made it what it was after episode four, because four was essentially all George. I think Larry might have been there. Don't don't quote me on it. But like his role expanded greatly after episode four. So really to kind of if I can't talk to George, I think the next best person to talk to, especially if you're talking OT prequel timeline is Larry, because he was the one who was there like, you know. Rain, I don't want to say reigning George in, but like making sense of well let, of let everything George that was do what George does best like what George does best is weave in the story he may not be yeah. so great at directing people to carry out his vision yeah so like having like listening to Larry and seeing really like you know what were some of the things that you couldn't do in the OT that that either showed up in the the prequels the sequels or elsewhere right. and kind of get more into the nitty-gritty of the filmmaking process in that original timeline. So that's probably the, the people right. I'll go with. Good one there. Wild wing uh, up next Rust Belt collector, a fellow OH -er here. Oh, he actually has a personal one. Oh, where okay, do you guys one. hope the podcast goes in the next year? And then a follow up of if we could sit down and talk to one star Wars character, if they were real, who would it be? So I think my vision for the cast is always going to be different than Nick's. I think we should be gods at this point in time. <laughs> I think we should have 10,000 people in this live stream instead of 13. Uh, so uh, my hope for over the next year is that we start pulling 1,000 to 2,000 downloads per episode versus the four to 600 we're doing now. Uh, I would like to do some guest spots on other big podcasts and bring some people onto ours, do a little more networking, let people know we exist because I'm sick and tired of people like uh, on Twitter, the Noah outlaws and some of these people is like, who the fuck are they? They just got hooked in with the right fan sites out there. We're better star Wars time show for life. We're taking over the <laughs> fucking world in a year. So there's my answer. I think for me, it's it's continued healthy growth. I mean, I don't think that when Matt and I launched SWT official, 
we we thought that we would be over five thousand fans and followers. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, point. asshole, you you committed to the five thousand, so know. you know it's coming. I mean, I'm surprised Greg hasn't close. started air mailing and, and shitting all over our story because I mean we're over five thousand now. <laughs> we're at five thousand thirteen, so it's official. <laughs> it's official. I will say that it has happened at an opportune time because the whole world is on lockdown now, so we have some time to figure out the logistics of this hatchet. Um, but yes, the, the hats will happen. Um, I committed to it and, and here we are. I thought that the world was going to end before uh, we yeah, got I know. there. He, but he, he hedged the wrong bet there, but Hey, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I, I, I will say that what I would hope is that, is that next year we could have enough swing behind our dicks to be able to pull media passes for celebration. So get free celebration passes just for ourselves through Star Wars time. Cause I know last time when we went in 2019, uh, Matt, you were able to get right a, through the old uh, EB I through, had the media pass. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. that, the uh, free show is gone now. So yeah, so we, we have to earn what it. I we want, have to earn it now. Yeah. So if we could at least be to the point to where we can swing some passes, uh, free media passes to Star Wars Celebration, I feel like that would be a good accomplishment. Um, and then, yeah, kind of like Matt said, just is 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 more expansion of the knowledge base yeah. about who knows about right. us. Because like, yeah, you know, like Rust Belt Collector and, you know, you guys all know who we are, even like, you know, big people with huge followings, like, you know, like some people in, in the chat right now, like Papa and, and Jason and one six and, and Jesse and one six and all, all of you guys. Super. I mean, like you guys technically dwarf our following um, just on your own personal pages. So like just getting the word out and getting uh, getting it to where we're we are known for right. being people who who love and pay attention to the fandom especially in the toy yeah, photography and, and community. we're the best to listen to like that's all we got to get yeah. to like i said I'm, I'm not kidding i'm going to tease my toy photocast interview you you guys are going to be like this guy is a fucking dick but <laughs> that's how i feel I, i'm being dead serious i feel nick and i were good at what we do we deserve to have more people think we're good at what we do I want StarWarsTime.net to be somewhere that Star Wars fans feel they need to check every day. I want the show to be something they feel they have to schedule in every week. So that's kind of where, uh, that, that's always where I'm at. Like I said, I'm, I'm nuts. Nick is a lot more patient. I'm someone's like, we're awesome. We should be treated like we're awesome. But I'm also yeah. a narcissistic asswipe. Uh, who I'd want to sit down with? Actual character. I, I so. think right now, top of my head, Ahsoka Tano, let's do it. I, I think she would have some very interesting stories to tell considering her her path through the franchise at this point. Trained as a child in the ways of the Force. Her master was the Chosen One. Her master became Darth Vader. She renounced the Jedi way. Be, she is no Jedi. She's got the white lightsaber, so I would go Ahsoka. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, for me, I would like to sit down with Ben Solo. Oh yeah. Because yep, yep, yep. I think that he, he has the most left to tell, you know? Well, yeah. Cause we didn't, like, we didn't we, get to fucking learn anything about him. Yeah. Like I feel like if you could sit down with like force ghost Ben Solo, that you would learn a lot about not only him, but you would learn a lot about Luke as a teacher. Like you would learn a lot about 
a lot of the characters that surrounded him, like you would like, like what was it like growing up with Han and Leia? Like what were, what was your childhood? Like what led you down? Like what, what really led you down this path? Cause yes, we got the rise of Kylo Ren comic books, but at that point, like his decision was already made. Like, you know, at that point where you picked up where, you know, he destroys the Jedi Academy and takes that path forward. He was, he was already going to be, a dark side user. So I want to talk to him about like really like his entire life. Like he was essentially royalty at birth, which is a very weird thing to have to deal with, especially in star Wars land where like your royalty at birth because of who your parents are, Leia and, 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 and Han Solo, essentially two of the most famous people in the galaxy, if not the most famous people in the galaxy. But on top of that, you're a force user and you're a very powerful force user so much so that you, you have these dark side influences from, from essentially the moment you're born. Like, so how did like, what was your life like? And, and like, what were some of the, the, the things that you had to deal with even post becoming Kylo Ren? Like what was really the, the, the thing that pushed you over to turn back to the light side? And, yeah. You know what he'd do? He'd stand really up and cool. cut your head off. He probably would. <laughs> probably All would. right. So thank you, Rust Belt Collector. Here's what we're going to do, Nick. We're definitely going to have to save some of these questions for another episode, or we will be going past three hours on this one, and I don't want to die. Yeah. You don't want to die. <laughs> I think the chat's starting to fatigue out. People are dropping off left and right, not interacting anymore. So I think the eyes are glazing over. So... I'm going to get us at least through the next screenshot and maybe one of Papa's and then we'll pick up with the rest over the next few episodes. I mean, hell you guys gave us some good content. So, uh, this is awesome. I just, we're going to be here all fucking day, all yeah. day, which is great. You know, I think we're champs. This is another reason why we should be bigger than we are. I mean, the fact that we go for so long without any breaks besides my old ass getting up to piss every now and then there are no hums, who's stutters, stops or pauses. So yes, we're excellent. All right. Stormtrooper Pete, Top three Star Wars moment scenes, canon only. Oh shit! Uh, let's just that's a tough. Let's one. just list these, Nick. No reason to go in, explain these, and they're probably going to be off at this point because I didn't think about them. But I kind of like the rapid fire. For me, number one is always going to be Luke and Vader's fight in Return of the Jedi, in particular. If we want to get to a scene, scene when Luke taps into the dark side to take him out and then pulls himself back and becomes a Jedi Knight. So that that's number one for me. Nick, you go. I think of another one. Number one for me. Oh, Jesus. Um, all right. <laughs> Fuck. TFA, brother. Uh, TFA. For, I'll give you no, the TFA moment. Cause I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm dead. That's going to be one of them, but I don't know if it's number one. I mean, like for me, <laughs> the number one is the, the, you know, no, I am your father. I think that that was such a, it was such a turning point for the franchise and it was such a turning point for the main character that really put star Wars in the, in the realm that it is now. It, like it, it turns star Wars, like George has said, it turns it into a family tale and that's what it's always been since then. So I think that that moment was, well, that I'll put that as my number one. All right. Uh, another moment, Vader's hallway March in rogue one. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about this earlier. Papa P was commenting on it. I think Trevor wants it. Everyone in here wants it. We all know we want a Vader standalone get behind the man in the mask. So uh, that's my number two. 
my number two is the TFA moment the in the forest, the, the Luke Skywalker fucking theme rolling up. You see the lightsaber in the ground. Kylo's pulling at it. It won't come to him. And then boom. And it goes to Ray. Um, I think that that was, uh, and I'm just, I'm going to piggyback still. on that one for my third as well. I mean, that, that's the, at this point, the standout moment of the sequel trilogy. If, if you're into that trilogy, but, uh, I, I am a huge fan of that scene. You got the, the Skywalker theme playing. It's just, it's, it's chills inducing. Uh, so yeah. those are, those are my three. And then my, my third one is, is tough, man. That's a tough and ass. Greg, Greg's been watching this dumb shit since four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with the Vader hallway right. scene too. It's, it's I'm going to go right. Vader hallway. Cause it was just like, it was a, exactly what you said. It's everything that we ever wanted yeah, to I see. Mean, that, that's as close as we're probably ever going to get to full on just Vader bloodlust. So you got to go with it. Yeah. All right. So these next few should be yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Stormtrooper Pete. Uh, up next, Matt Jessup. He's a good Funko pop photographer out there. Is there such a thing as too much baby Yoda? absolutely no. not thank you yeah that's that's easy uh, here's a a prototypical smart ass one from our buddy star wars black series 2019 that's greg birdie boy who's Who your favorite marvel character wolverine uh darth vader darth vader he's yeah. in marvel comics so there you go it's true uh, got, Good got point. you greg motherfucker you thought you could get us to say something Nick fell Eat for it. it. Greg. I did not. I did. <laughs> I fell for it. Okay. Um, Drew Toys, JRU Toys, pitch a Disney Plus show, IG Guardian of the Wills with Bays and Cheer It. Hell. I think we did that earlier. Yeah, we just, I mean, we'll cheat and say the Darth Vader show. I mean, uh, yeah, hopefully you listened like, to the whole episode because we kind of went into more details as to why that would be. But uh, that's at the top of my list. But Drew, your suggestion of a Bays and Cheer It kind of buddy buddy show I, I would be down for that as well that sounds yeah, fantastic I, I like it yeah i mean i would say either the the continuation of clone wars through ahsoka and rex or the continuation of clone wars through the dark side of that which is the vader series picking up right from the end of episode three and then moving on towards episode four so yeah yeah that'd be fantastic this next one this is actually somebody i know my buddy and it's a good question <laughs> i like it okay so he is asking do we prefer Han or Han, right? Yeah. Because we know Lando calls him Han, and pretty much yeah. everyone else calls him Han. Uh, I, I, what does he mean by I know the numbers? But what do you does prefer? He mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that. He probably means like, yeah, most people say Han. I say Han. I don't say Han. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, 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 it, it's, it's definitely Han. That is the proper way to do it. I, I believe the Han is Lando's way to troll him. And, and we kind of saw that get put in the canon all the way back in Solo. The first time he meets him and says, hi, my name's Han Solo. He goes, Han. Han? Yeah. So yeah. It's like, it's a definite <laughs> troll. But yeah, I'm going to say Han is the proper Han is if you just want to talk some shit because he's your buddy and fucked up your Millennium Falcon. <laughs> uh, um, oh, Lego Star Wars Le Tong. All right. Yeah. Now that you've seen Trost, do you think Leia knew that Luke was force projecting yeah, at the end of TLC? I mean, I think she so. yeah. is a Skywalker. Uh, clearly, she was training with her brother after the events of Jedi and pulled back because she knew what was going to happen with her son and knew she kind of had to do this, that or the other thing to help 
get him back to where he needed to be. Uh, but yeah, I, I think 100% she knew what was up. She would have to be. I mean, we've heard, I think even in can at this point that Yoda and pretty much anyone else thought that she would have been the better one to be the savior anyways. So yeah. And she can fly in space. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. She can, she can Superman out of you space. Got that. So. All right. So let's, um, Let's do one Papa. I'll let you. How about we'll this? Do, you do. You want to do the Papa and then the Scion, Scion. and we'll end there and then pick it up next yeah. week. All right. So pick the pick the second Papa one okay, though, yep. since it's topical. Yep. Fantastic. Okay. okay. So let's we'll start with Scion then. Uh, Scion's a huge fan. Yeah. We love you, brother. He's always out there promoting, sharing stories, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and I don't know. Well, I guess Nick could chime in on this. But what is your holy yeah, grail of Star Wars collectibles? I got mine already. Man. Mine is Go ahead. set use Skywalker family saver OT. It, can, it doesn't matter to me which movie. It could be from ESB. It could be from uh, A New Hope. But set set use prop Skywalker family blade. Eh, man. Uh, I guess... That's, I mean, I go right there too. I don't want to do the same one, but yeah, I I, I want like Vader's lightsaber. There you go, Vader. Uh, but how? I I guess I'll say uh, the Millennium Falcon set. Oh yeah, like, like the like <laughs> the big of. ass one that they built for uh, TFA, and I think they they use it in Tross. That's what I want. I'd essentially turn it into a treehouse or some shit. Matt's just going <laughs> to steal the Millennium Falcon out of Galaxy's Edge. He's just oh, going to... So, like, Scion's, Scion's actually been on. He He's in here as Kyoshi Kiramoto. Oh, yeah, Kiyoshi. That's okay. what his name is on Instagram under his oh, yeah, handle. That's there the name go. we always fuck up, isn't it? And I, I'm sure uh, I just yeah. fucked it up again because um, I'm American, so I don't do the vowels right. So, but uh, we love you too, buddy. Thank you for everything you do. So, yeah, I, I would go for the big set stuff, or I'd maybe even throw in Vader's Vader's armor. But I think we, oh yeah, we used city. our answer and our final one. But fear not, <laughs> we have plenty for next week. So this is going to be at least a a multi show segment, which is fantastic. So thanks again to the Star Wars Time Show assholes out there for actually coming through and participating and having some fun with us. So our last one comes from our buddy Triple P. He's been in here the whole time. We love him. Impressive. He, Impressive. Uh, <laughs> but this is actually kind of a good one here. I don't know about the way yeah. he phrases it, but who would I, win? <laughs> And this is so Papa P. Who would win, Mary Sue Ray or Ahsoka Tano? I have a multi-tiered answer to this, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you as as real as it can get, pops. Um, as they stand in terms of where you see them in their respective things, you know, and for Ray in the sequel trilogy and for Ahsoka throughout Clone Wars, I think if you took them at their at their peaks like as we've seen them i think ahsoka wins because she's had years and years of proper training um i think that that would just even though ray is very powerful in the force i don't think that that you can overcome that difference in terms of just training just just how focused and how um sharp ahsoka is in terms of her training if they were put through the same like if if Ray were were to get the same exact training as Ahsoka, 
Um, I think that it would be a really good fight that ultimately I think Ray would probably win because she does have She's the dyad motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, she like her top end force potential is just way higher. Um, but I think that it would be a really good fight, but I think that if you just took them as they were, as you know, the level of training that Ray got in the, in the sequels and the level of training that Ahsoka got all through her time in Clone Wars and everything else, I think Ahsoka would win. Yeah. I, I'm not going to veer too far from that. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of the Mary Sue Ray stuff. Cause I mean, Luke, Luke's yeah, a Mary, mean, uh, Bobby Sue, if you really want to get down to it, he was never trained by anyone outside of some force ghosts randomly here and there. Uh, if you're just powerful with the force, you're going to be fucking powerful. It is what it is. Uh, the dyad supposedly is even stronger than the chosen one. If you really want to go with it. I mean, Palpatine was literally able to regenerate himself into a clone body using dyad people. So that's true. Just force gifts alone. Yeah, it's probably Ray, but as Nick said, and as we kind of saw, I mean, and I don't want to get into the guy versus girl shit here, but Kylo Ren usually bested Rey in their saber battles outside of TFA because he was all scattered. I, I mean, let's be real. The whole reason Leia has to sacrifice herself and Tross is because Kylo has Rey beat. Literally. Yeah. He's ready to slice her in half. Uh, and you could argue Kylo v. Ben Solo was someone that was given some sort of training in the force from his uncle. So just like Nick said with Ahsoka, if you are trained in the ways of the force in lightsaber combat, there is a good chance you probably could take on a force Mac daddy like someone like Rey, who, you know, grew up on a desert playing with bow staffs and whatnot, but still had some fighting skills of her own. Uh, but I do think that training would kick in and Ahsoka might be able to uh, kind of get one up on her. But it was, if it yep. was just a, a force off, if you will, if Ray takes that any day. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, I seem to agree with that. Um, all right. So that's going to be where we stop for these questions. We did have our question to the fans. We had some answers from the community there. So what we'll do is I'll, I'll kind of quickly go through these answers and then Matt and I'll give a quick take on the question, which was would Anakin have turned if Ahsoka had talked to him before her showdown with Maul, Maul, Maul why or very, why Very timely not. and relevant. See, we do plan shit after all. Yeah, so first question <laughs> or first response we got is from Burkhead Toys. He said uh, that Anakin would still turn because he ri- relied too much on his passion for Padme. It's uh, a good take. It's a good take. I mean, it makes sense because uh, ultimately his fall was due to Padme and not really di- didn't really have anything to do with with Ahsoka um, triple P try- chiming in on this one too. Papa was very active this week. Thank um, you, buddy. He said nothing, nothing would have stopped him from saving yeah, Padme see, saving yeah, a- quotes. Um, and then he says, uh, by Anakin being denied the rank of master, he couldn't get access to the Jedi archives. So he felt he had no choice. Yeah, that, that's a but great, to join that is Sidious. a great explanation. It is. And it would be awesome if we would have got that type of exposition in revenge of the Sith. Uh, cause there is, yeah. there is some validity to that. You gotta remember the guy did go to arrest him and came back and told on him. He was ready to do yeah. the right thing until he realized like, Oh shit. If Mace murders this motherfucker, I'm not going to get my secret sauce. So 
eh, fuck it, I'll just kill kids and everything else. I mean, that, that's where it yeah. gets a little weird. But no, Papa's right on. And, and you kind of see a theme developing already with his attachment to Padme. So another good one there from the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, Klondike Studios chimed in. These were all through the stories post, by the way. I'm going to get to the actual post on IG here shortly. Uh, Klondike thinks that he would have turned to. He was already headed towards the dark side, destiny and whatnot. Ying and yang type stuff correct answer yeah yeah i mean all good stuff there um i will go through the ones on the post really quickly i have that pulled up so um our response here from spook some he says um that i mean he says no but i think what he means is yes he says i think dave and everyone else working on this were very clear with that it seems uh, like they've mirrored the dilemma about what if Kenobi went to confront the Chancellor rather than Windu? Would Anakin's decision be different? I think this new season, and more specifically this arc, we've seen many more moments where we are left to question what if. So actually, he would have said, he's saying that no, he wouldn't have turned to the dark side. That if, if Ahsoka would have had that moment, that he would that it would have been enough just to just to hold him on to know that somebody else was there that could help him. Yeah, that's a good um, take there. Yeah. So, uh, Anatha. Hey, may, may the fourth be with you too, Anatha. May the fourth be you. with you as well. <laughs> Augusto Toy Photography. I, I believe you were in on our uh, Cantina question, so we'll get to yours next week. But he said, Well, what exactly would she have said to, uh, would have had to say to stop him from being Palpatine's puppet? I think he still would have turned, but maybe would just be more reluctant to. Then maybe if Obi-Wan had helped him a yeah, bit, then he I saw like a, a, a theme here outside of the Padme connection was, you know, if Obi-Wan wasn't taken Obi. away, because clearly that was Sidious's, that was a big part of the, his end game. We, we, we got to get these two apart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and he pulled um, up. But no, I, I could buy into that because, okay, so he asked, what would she say? I, I would lead with, hey, dude, Darth Maul had a vision about you becoming a Dark Lord of the Sith. Do you, yeah. do you got it's any like insights he, she, on that? Are you feeling a little goofy right now? Are you feeling a little uh, unease here? Are you you a little on edge? Yeah, I mean, she could literally break down that entire thing to him. It's like, look, you know, you're feeling the only pull, like you're feeling this pull, but like I can tell you that right. Maul has seen this right. play and out. And I think Anakin would have at least listened to her. I, I still don't know if it would have been enough because in the end... You know, Padme is his baby's mama, and he wasn't going to yeah. let what happened to his mom happen to her. So I think he was willing to do whatever. True. Next one from Wild Wing, he kind of. Uh, yeah, so that's what I mean. What like, that, that's on. a theme of Obi Wan probably Obi-Wan would have been the it. one that would have been the, the key. But I mean, you could argue the three of them, the triumvirate of the Clone Wars, if you will, it, it would have helped if she was there. Yeah. Um, I am. Zochi, Zachi. If the Jedi wouldn't push Ahsoka away and she kept with uh with Anakin, things could turn way differently. So basically she was or I am Zachi was saying that if if Ahsoka was there, then you know, if if she hadn't had it, gone through what right. she went through at the end of season six, being dispelled from the Jedi or excommunicated from the Jedi Order, having that whole thing happen, if she was there the whole time, then Anakin would have been on a way different path. And that I do agree with 100%. Oh, yeah, because he, he would still almost be a master, if not, well, I'm sorry, well, her master, maybe not a Jedi yeah, master he, himself. Uh, oh, hey, Kane, we love you too, buddy. Or mm-hmm. girl, who knows? Either or, binary, it's cool. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that would have that would have played a role because he clearly looked at her as a little sister with the whole, you know, building lightsabers for this, that and the other thing. So if she was a a stronger presence through hell, was she gone for a year, six months or whatever? That, that was plenty of time to let some weird shit kick around in Anakin Skywalker's head unfiltered. So, yeah. 100%. Next up is from Scion, so Kyoshi. I think it's possible that he wouldn't have turned uh, if Ahsoka talked to him. Not an instant thing, but at the moment when she, when he's with Palpatine and Windu, he would have considered stopping Windu eh, uh, yeah. and, hear, and then hear Ahsoka's voice in his head. Um, I think that's another thing, too. Yeah, I think that's a good a call out. And again, like I know that you know, this shit is, is written and you couldn't, you know, right. something that happened in the Clone Wars couldn't affect the movies. But like, I do think that like, if we're looking at this, like real life, the connection that they had, if, if they would have had a chance to communicate, to talk after, you know, Ahsoka had I, heard I mean, about all this stuff. I how excited he was when he saw her again. To see her. And, yeah, and she just blew him like, off and he was like, oh, like, oh man, like that kind of hurt. I mean, you could tell he was so jazzed that Ahsoka was back in his life, even for a, a brief moment. Uh, yeah, exactly. So she, was, she was huge for him. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. You never know. Um, Gundam Wars, I could see her being a voice of reasoning to Anakin because he had more resentment that, towards yes, Obi-Wan. Exactly. Whereas with Ahsoka, he saw him more of himself. Yeah, I, I buy that too, because I mean, look at even at the very end, what, what's little whiny boy Vader doing? It's your fault, you you fucker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always like, I mean, he always had a chip with Kenobi. So yeah, it's, even in episode two, like that moment after the, the Sand People, exactly. Yeah, so there was always some resentment, like you said. You know, a little bit of a, you know, I'm more powerful than him. Why does he get to be a master when I can't be? Um, you know, that that kind of thing. Uh, ben Kenobly says ben Kenobly. she definitely could have helped. I like that name. <laughs> I have, I have um, one in my Swago guild called Obi-Wan Cannoli. Nice. That's a good one, too. <laughs> um, and then the last one here from Dr. Ball. He says, I don't think so. Reason being, he yeah. was so blinded by love. And he also didn't want his relationship to end up like Obi-Wan and Duchess Satine, uh, which probably motivated him further to save Padme. That's actually a really interesting call out by Dr. Ball. Like he he's already seen what's happened to a person after the, like, right. but the, I mean, you got, you got to argue yeah. Obi-Wan still handled that like a Jedi would. He essentially just he buried it and pretended it wasn't real. So he did. He handled it way better than fucking no Anakin. Way Anakin did, no way Anakin would be able to deal with that. And we saw what happened when his yeah. mom died. He took out an entire village of sentient beings, babies, dogs, yeah. mothers, dads. It doesn't matter. The whole, the whole yeah. deal. And then when Sodom told him that Jedi are bad, just on their word, he went and murdered a bunch of children. So yeah, he's a little, yeah. a little more fucked up than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, no, that was uh, fun. I, I'm glad you kind of kicked up that segment. Is that something we want to try to do on a weekly basis now to keep? We can try to do it. Yeah. Week over week. And, you know, if the if the if the responses from the community continue to grow, then we may have to, you know, either weed out to like our favorite 10 responses or yeah, something like that. Because, right. again, we are pushing it. We're going to be a three hour show oh, again. 100 percent. So. Like I, I'm already starting to feel where my jaw doesn't function like it should. The tongue's starting to. Uh, do its own thing so i'm sure the the top five segment's gonna sound like i had a, a couple shots of whiskey yeah uh, i'll tell you guys listening live here that doing three like talking for three hours straight is harder than it seems so like i mean dude listening pretty- to two people talk for three hours straight is 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 taxing so 
those of you that have hung on for this whole time so far, I mean, you should get a fucking medal. Uh, yeah, I know. We're not going to give you one, but, you know, in your minds, just know that you have a medal for making it all the way We never really set through. out to do these Stern Show length style episodes. Yeah. It just kind of happens. You see what happens when we start talking. It's blah, 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 blah. And now <laughs> with people in here distracting us in a good way, you know, kind of participating in the cast so we reply to them, it just adds to it. But hey. This is what we do what we do. This is why we're down to just doing it one day a week. We just we take our lumps on Tuesday, record for as long as we need to. That way we don't have to kind of tie up every night of the week. But I've been having fun. I think this is fun. We're gonna we're probably gonna keep these live streams up. I just hope that I remember to record my audio <laughs> next time. So the audio only version doesn't sound like poo-poo, like this episode probably is gonna sound like. But Nick, we have made it. Not to yeah. the end of the show, people. Don't <laughs> don't turn off your YouTube players yet. Keep those trigger fingers in your pockets because we are here for the segment that has really generated most of our fans, I would think. And that is where we honor those of you that are sitting here in the live stream chat, uh, watching us dumbasses and gas bagging about Star Wars. But that is the... Top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And this week is a plus one. Oh, yeah. This is the plus one. This is the, the Matt Haywood top one of the week, which some people think is more prestigious. I will say that as the keeper of the top five, I granted Matt that power. So just remember that, that this power has been given. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, uh, I uh, I control a lot of the Star Wars time show apparatus, but but this yeah. is Nick's. This is his territory. So he lets me play in the sandbox every so often. And this is one of my weeks where I get to share one of my picks. Yes. Even though I feature all these anyways, and I'm kind of the initial filter. But yeah. Nick is the keeper of the five. I get the one. So let's go ahead and do it, man. Who are we leading with? I can already see it. The fans can already see it if they're watching. <laughs> He's in the live chat right now. This is going to be crazy. Yes. But it's a so this is Papa Palp. The 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 kickoff with Triple P, Papa Palpatine photography, Anthony here in the chat. Let me zoom and, in here a little bit. I mean, there we go. It's 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 perfect. It is it is the perfect kickoff to the top five for this week because it shows you what we just saw happen in the Clone Wars, not as violently. Because Papa, I know you like to destroy things. You like people killing people so you in your pictures. Um, but but this one here, we have Ahsoka Tano here laying amongst a slew of uh, of slain troopers with Rex at her side, blasters drawn. Uh, a little bit of what we could have seen in the in the Clone Wars if Ahsoka decided not to go the the dark side route, the violent route. She decided to stun them all, not really kill them by her own blade. But I mean, it's a fucking incredible shot. I mean, and really, what stands out to me in, in this one here is that it's one the atmospheric effect that that you're either getting from atmosphere aerosol or actual smoke, and the the particle effect coming off the lightsaber showing like you know the 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 freshly hewn part of the of the stormtrooper she just cut through kind of hanging in the mist there um i mean just everything yeah. i mean it's a it's a beautiful this is, just uh, this is classic vintage triple p. triple p i mean he he's got such a defined style uh, it's always action intense there's always a litany of, of figures in the shot. Very rarely are you going to get a Papa Palpatine shot with just one or two figures. He's always creating scenes, always has the dynamic poses. 
I don't think he uses atmosphere aerosol, so I'm guessing this is his handy dandy fog machine that we've seen him wheel out or wheel out to his little dirt pile that he usually uh, uses. I'm, I'm assuming when the weather turns where he's at. But yeah, I mean this is this is vintage Triple P man. I mean this is why he's on the Rushmore. I mean he's a guy that anytime he tags us, pretty much is going to get a feature. Just these days, the damn feature folder is so large that I can't just instantly <laughs> share him right away. I I sometimes like to let shots do for a little bit, share him a week later, and then people are like, oh shit, I missed that one for Papa P last time. Uh, so. Uh, no, this one's fantastic. I mean, he 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 I mean, he's the, had the weathering. Too. Oh yeah, he like the weathering on all the all the clones. Uh, he's he's created I think at least four or five shots dedicated to the last two episodes of the Clone Wars. So check them out. I, I think I have a few others to still share. He's got a mall hallway charge. He's got the mall reaching out to Ahsoka moment. Uh, so yeah, man, Triple P with his practical effects, and then he can do a little of the Photoshop too. So good looking shot. Beautiful stuff. Next up, we have Kingdom of Weird. I don't know if Kingdom's still in the shot uh, in the chat here, but this is again like made all the more impressive by the fact that that Kingdom only works with right. three and three right. quarters. So everyone scale. remember these figures you see right now will fit in the palm of your hand. That's how tiny they are. Like literally, unless you have baby hands, these <laughs> things are tiny. Yeah, I mean, super small. And what we see is uh, General Kenobi <laughs> here. I never forget the hashtag. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hashtag Star There's Wars Devin. Time Show. Do it. Coming in. Um, but this is a shot here. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to his cologne troopers off of a, uh, you know, a, a, in, God, an Age of Republic era lander. Um, it looks really cool. It actually looks like, I mean, I know this probably isn't meant to be Geonosis, and I don't think any of the clone commanders or any of the uh, Jedi had their clone units assigned to them yet by the, uh, you know, the Battle of Geonosis because they all just kind of fucking showed up out of nowhere. But it does, you know, you're in kind of a sandy background here or sandy foreground it looks like and then you have a, a nice little sunset there in the background i thought it was a pretty yeah, cool that, shot um, that gunship is just kick-ass that, that's a toy uh, i guess i'd have to dig through my boxes to see if either my father or myself picked it up during the uh, the 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 years that they were releasing this stuff but i i think this is kenobi talking to his division i mean that you got yeah you got it. cody's there and then some of the other yellow boys i forget the d division number i suck at this i guarantee I thought it. it was 335th but i could be wrong i'm sure <laughs> kingdom of weird or triple p or one of these people know but uh yeah i just you know i anytime i see these scenes build up with the little figures that i used to collect as a kid and kind of gave up after i think rogue one is when i stopped collecting three and three quarter inch i did buy a bunch of tfa ones 212 okay, yeah, it's just i mean they almost have no articulation they might bend at the elbows and the knees and the head and their shoulders might move uh, they look tiny sometimes they even look a little wonky because of how small they are but yet kingdom weird always manages to you know kind of make them come alive feel real and creates these really cool looking scenes so uh, always a fan when we get a tag on his small scale shots. Oh yeah. So at kingdom of weird on Instagram, beautiful. Okay. So beautiful we were getting some live there. insights. This was taken on the East coast of England at sunrise straight after a night shift. Uh, oh shit. That's they're awesome. Leaving for Utapau. So it's the two twenty seven. So this is literally Kenobi loading up to go and do the grievous mission. 
There we go. Okay. All I right. kind of like this. We, we get the, the we, sometimes, oh, before Nick and I, we, we kind of have to ask and hope that the actual artist Speculate. was listening and then they get back to us. And so now we're getting live feedback. Excellent stuff right awesome. there. Uh, so, yeah, give Thank them a follow. You. If you like the small scale or just some awesome looking Star Wars toy photography at Kingdom of Weird on Instagram. All right. So next up, we have a shot by three Lessie at three L-E-S-I-E on Instagram. or Blessy at this point? I don't know. Anyone, anyone here in the chat, what's your take on, I know, I know you've seen this photographer, but the three Lessie, Blessy or three Lessie, either way, let us know. kick ass looking shot here. Yeah. So what we see here is, uh, I mean, CLS as much as it can be, you know, it's not really CLS. It's, it's, this is, do they the, even know who CLS, the, I mean, I know sometimes I know, I always, we, we revert to our swago. <laughs> uh abbreviations but cls is commander luke skywalker commander luke essentially skywalker. his uh was that his bespin yeah, form yeah his esb yeah. bespin look um <laughs> but this is the this is the the luke skywalker that was released at sdcc last year right the figure uh you can get him now but yeah he uh you could get it was i think it was overseas he came in as a special collectible box that had the metal a briefcase and a book and some shit uh, okay. yeah, I believe you can get them now from Entertainment Earth or anywhere. But yeah, it's it's Yavin Yavin Celebration Luke. It's yeah, bl- Yavin Celebration brown pants, so. yellow jacket, black shirt. I mean, the guy's style is fucking questionable, yeah. but uh, it, it's an <laughs> iconic look for Luke. Yeah, and what he's he's got lightsaber drawn, and he's standing what looks like in the hallway of a Star Destroyer or something like that, and he's just force blasting five stormtroopers just fucking right off their feet. And what really got me about this shot is the effect that three Lessie put underneath the troopers to denote the use of the force. Like yeah, that, yeah, like that, 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 that lighting there, there uh-huh. is fucking awesome. And it really just brings the shot to the next level. Um, it's kind of, so this one I just thought it's was like really force cool. unleashed style, yeah. right? And it's almost like Luke uh, tapping into his, his, his inner star Keller, if you will, or, or what's his real yes. name? Galen. Galen Merrick. Yeah, That's actually one of the questions that was in the, the cantina questions. We'll yeah, get we'll to it next don't, week. Don't man. worry, guys. We got, I mean, unless Nick wants us to go four or five hours, set a new record. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good that we're on the top five right now. Uh, yeah, it's just, again, this is one of these deals where with toy photography, if you can get a pose down, uh, pose can, can sell a shot. So he's got some good posing on the troopers, getting waxed by Luke's force push there. As Nick said, just kind of having that, that folk, folk folky doke see i told you it's gonna start happening people the brain literally starts to shut down after three straight hours of talking Uh, this has happened to me when i've lectured before too long on my campus but hey we're here we're gonna get through it i'll try not to mumble it too far but uh, yeah it's got everything it's got dynamic posing some great lighting some good uh, vfx Uh, i mean honestly nick even getting luke's jacket to flare like, like that. that's a nice little touch because mm-hmm. uh, that's pure rubber so i'm assuming he either just had to keep folding it to get it to stay and hopefully it stayed in that position while he took the shot or maybe there was some tack in there to to pop it up but uh yeah fun fun looking scene man i i, I like scenes i'm more the portrait guy the easy the easy way out if you will uh but scenes staged like this are always a instant double tap and probably going to the folder Beautiful work at three Lessie on Instagram. Follow it up. All right. Next up. I don't know if he's still on the uh, chat yeah, here. There's but no way is, everything Kylo. I mean, he, he's Mr. He he's Mr. Thing these days. So I'm sure he's, he he's moved on. No, there's no way. 
But uh, at everything, Kylo, our good buddy Jesse, <laughs> da, 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 da. One of the, one of, literally <laughs> one of the originals, man. We 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 fuck with him, but that's because we love him and we think he loves us. Uh, but now we, we we like we like busting his balls because he he's been around the show really since day one. Uh, he's kind of yeah. fallen off the bandwagon a little bit. He used to you know share stories of new episodes every week in in his stories, but that's gone away. But hey. Yeah, he's hey. he's big time now. He's doing stuff with 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 Hasbro. If you saw yesterday, he's dropping some of those yeah. ad shots uh, that some I don't know what work more or less was in here. He did one. Black Series did one. Nose Rain did one. Plastic Action had one. So you know, first and foremost, kudos to our man yeah, Jesse. I, I right? like to see that our our boys right. are are really getting love from yeah. from the actual makers I mean, of he, the toys he de- like he Hasbro. Deserves it. He deserves it. Hasbro yeah. is has cut me off of the old. Hey, we kind of like you and would like to feature your work, but that's fine. I don't blame him because I think my shit sucks most of the time. But this <laughs> shot does not suck right here. Yeah, it's it's an IPD Imperial Probe droid that we see blustering through the snow and i mean what's actually interesting is at the end of the clone wars we kind of got a shot that looked like this so you see the probe droid coming through the snow as you know vader and the imperials are there looking at the wreckage of the of the star cruiser on the planet and now we get that this shot here from from jesse um and i mean what first off this this imperial probe droid figure is incredible i'm I'm holding mine right now so people can see it in camera here. It, it is a, a fantastic figure, but as Greggy boy and I've talked it, there's not a ton of setups for it. If you, if you're just trying to do scenes, but I mean, if you look at Jesse's shot, that to me is the ESB scene right there. It's probably the best exactly. shot I've seen of the IPD yet. There's been other great ones out there, but in terms of really evoking imagery of that thing, kind of, popping up out of its pod and then taking off and flying away. Uh, I think Jesse nailed it. He's even, look, he's even using flares and stuff now. So I would say he's got the JJ. Yeah, I mean, going. let's go. <laughs> he might even be trying out Photoshop these days. So everything, everything Kylo really starting to uh, embrace every facet of the hobby here, the setup, the practical effects and the VFX polish in the end. Oh, but yeah, th- this figure's part. awesome. I mean, it's just, it's a cool piece just to have sit out. I mean, I got mine sitting here right here. He's playing with me. He's looking, he's, blah, 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 blah. there he goes. Where's Han and Chewie to blow him up? Okay, I'm losing my mind. Let's keep going, Nick. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, starting to, I'm starting to lose it. At everything. Yeah, I mean, Kylo God, give, give the guy a follow. He's big time now. Come on. He's dropping ad shots. Pump those I mean, numbers trust up. me, Hasbro is not giving ad shots to uh away for free exactly he he earned it yeah. he deserves it uh hopefully it keeps up and hopefully he still likes the star wars time show you never know yeah all right so next up we have a shot from <laughs> snapshot underscore look at, five look at, look at super scoundrel shots fired oh one <laughs> <laughs> shots but hey if, i think we only bust call yeah, out? We, we, we busted his balls last week or two yeah. <laughs> hey i'm gonna call you motherfuckers out let's go and you're gonna go. tag See, all these Matt? other you know uh fan sites and other goofy hashtags on instagram why not do the star wars time show keep it in the rotation keep it on your copy and paste <laughs> let's go look you can join in with this circle jerk online you never know there we go. So th- the <laughs> last one here, and I will say that that Devin, you were very close to making the top five again, but it's also hard for me to not put every uh, you was know, that for his, his every... night owl shot. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was like, holy I, well, I've, fuck. I've purposely been holding back his Praetorian guard <laughs> shot because, I mean, he's another one, like a Papa P. I mean, if we're tagged in any new release of, of Super Scoundrel, it's an auto. Okay, this is either getting shared today or it's going into the to-be-shared feature folder. Yeah. The, the bank but i mean yeah that night owl shot was insane i just and it's not even a shot it's a digital painting vector art like this is way beyond toy yep. photography this is actually like using your hands to make something out of nothing so i mean that's i mean what is what is done <laughs> yeah, with toy photography he just said i'm, I'm just glad the aggression has been shifted to someone <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell there you man go. i'm gonna tease it again uh, uh, this could be the most listened to episode of the toy photo cast of all time but uh, unless dakota chops it up a lot a bit uh i kind of i kind of let loose a little bit about what i'd like to see happen on instagram <laughs> so it's all in good fun uh but i do I, I believe in in our product i believe that you know we're good people we look at the hashtag we, we feature you get on the show right it's a lot better than some of these other hashtag uh uh cluster fucks we all get into and i i get into it too <laughs> i'm not saying i'm I'm above the hashtagging but let's go star wars time show ftw there we go uh, so snapshot five O <laughs> the letter O one has a fantastic uh, Supreme leader Kylo uh, portrait here standing in his meditation chambers and his special chambers within his super star destroyer. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a portrait shot. It's not an action shot, but sometimes that's all it takes is just a really fucking good portrait. And uh, with this figure, I mean, Kylo already looks really fucking cool to start with. And then you throw in the Supreme Leader Kylo cracked helmet from Tross. You give him that dope-ass looking leather cape that he's got on and then a really good animation of the lightsaber. Uh, and it just really sings. It's a right, fantastic so shot. Here's my, my take on this, and it's just going to make the shot more impressive. I, I believe this is the, the last Jedi uh kylo ren figure oh okay because you're you're looking at like this like his his torso and that does look tlj well and the the robe because in tross he yeah. well, the, whatever the fuck the cape it's got a hood uh mm -hmm. and so it looks like snapshot went in and rendered in the fragment lines the fragment lines or the, the red oh, lines God. on the helmet because tlj kylo when they had that had the, the exactly up. Uh, so that's impressive. He also does a good Kylo lightsaber, but what's even more impressive that this has to be a composite that he took a, a slice from the movie and blasted this guy into the frame. But look, I mean, he's even got like the, got the reflection, reflection in the floor that really sells the effect that snapshot yeah. had this diorama and just slapped this figure down in it. So that's exactly what I was going to add. When I saw the shot, I was like, holy shit. I was like, this looks like, like a digirama shot that he's using the background or, you know, compositing in the background from the actual See Tross you, Greg, movie. Have fun. But then, but then when I saw that reflection, I was like, wow. I was like, how, man, that is very impressive that he was able to do that. Yeah. So, and that's what I mean. It's just, uh, it, it makes the shot even more impressive. Just the, the work that was done to get it in there. So if you're listening snapshot, I don't think you're on the, the chat here. Not that I blame you. this is, this is almost like torture at this point, I think, for everybody. But hey, I'm glad everyone's still around. We love you. Uh, it, it's it's fantastic. I mean, whatever uh, wizardry was done here to get this figure into that uh, Kylo's meditation or his room, if you will. Uh, high quality, high quality stuff. Yep. 
And that's the end of the Uh-oh. top five for me. So at snapshot five, here we the letter go. O, one. Here we go. It's time for the top one from yours truly in who made the grade. It's none other than a uh, new account, at least one that I came across. Uh, they've been following me personally. I wasn't following them back because uh, clearly I'm an asshole. And we're looking mm. at a shot here from at XL underscore captures. And this dude has a very, very impressive portfolio. He's got a very defined style that that looks very much like what we're looking at here. So we're looking at a shot of uh, the Mandalorian. It looks like he's at the Lars homestead confronting some sand people. But the way XL shoots it, it's like it's so pulled back that. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, Nick. They don't look like figures it doesn't really look like a movie still it looks like its own form of media at this point and it's it's mind-boggling how awesome this type of shot looks it's it's i don't even know how to describe the technique here yeah it's i don't want to say it looks like old wartime photography but like oftentimes when you look at shots of like that photographers took during world war two that weren't during battle. Like that's, you know, a soldier standing in front of a house and they take it from way far back. Like they're, they're way pulled back. It kind of reminds me of that. It's like these, it's almost like these lifestyle pictures when people are out in the field, like, you know, doing, you know, like either going about their job or, or, or like during a, a, like a wartime type of photo. It's just, I mean, it's almost like a, a full on landscape shot with toy photography mixed into it. In it. Uh, yeah. Just, I, yeah. I love so. the perspective. I love how pulled back the, the focus is on the subjects. This is almost where we need a one six shooter to be in the chat to actually talk to us about Real, yeah, like, hey, idiots, real photography is- stuff because I'm I'm scrambling here outside just going like oh I love this shot it's so it's just I don't know what this style is but I'm gonna go ahead and pull up his page uh, this is Marcus Excel uh, but he just dropped another fantastic one today sitting on a Clusen Blurg and he didn't tag us so I'm not, oh yeah mm-hmm. look the tag is in there after all he must add that in after the fact my bad I fucked up it's right there at the I end I fucked Star up Wars I'm, I'm gonna I'll show. add it to the list now I didn't see it earlier <laughs> might have changed but yeah I mean just look at look at this one here Nick I'm pulling it up if you're on your own they've got like the the two Mimbom troopers looking at the artifact from Dead Space yeah and it, I it's see also that it's, it's just that the the way he scales his shot i guess he's calling it 118 scale i don't know what the fuck that is if that has anything to do with the look of it here but i just absolutely love xl captures style of photography yeah i mean in, in this one too like the way that he's got that ad ad in the background like hazed out yeah it's yeah i mean it's incredible incredible work all around you can see like if matt's scrolling through the page he's got multiple focuses he's not just like a star wars photographer he's got gears of war he's got blade runner he's got halo a ton of different stuff in there and you yeah, know it's, really it's high it's quality, quality stuff work. so I, I this is one of those accounts i was uh, glad to find i actually think i was tipped off from something everything kylo shared in his story i saw some shares from xl and i was like well shit I got to get up on this. And I do believe this might have been a, an account name change. I think this used to be Mexel 90 
if anyone listening mm. in the community remembers, it, it might have rebranded under XL Captures. Either way, shit's fantastic. That's why he made my top one. There we go. And that wraps up the Woo! top five plus one for this Holy week. And shit. that wraps up the cast. The first Three hours and 15 the minutes. First ever live, live stream sets yet another record. Nick and I have been setting records ever since lockdown and we just keep it going. I'll be surprised if he still wants to keep doing this with me by next week, but we'll, we'll give it a whirl. So uh, at least when he finds another job, there's, there's actually no chance in hell he's going to be doing these three-hour long ones with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting uh, Nico Tronis is saying 118. These might actually be three and three-quarter inch guys, Nick, from XL Captures. So Okay. Uh, that, I guess that does kind of add to the, it makes to, sense. To the yeah. magicness of how these look, but still, I mean, just they, they look like real people in a real scene. Is there a three and three-quarter inch Mando? Yeah, I think it just, ju- just, so. just came out. I think it's uh, one of the more recent releases, so... All right. Well, okay. Well, there you thanks go. Thanks for that. Well, shit, people. We made it. Got through the first live stream with only one major fuck up, and that was on me for not recording my mic stand separately. And so the audio version of the cast probably isn't going to sound up to my standards, but it is what it is. We made it. We did it. Nothing crashed. I think that's a win, right? It was a win, Nick. I say a win's so. Win's a win. But it's that time of the show to say goodbye. It's that time to do the dance. We're going to dance our way out of this live stream. I got to get the fuck out of here and eat some dinner. There you go. There's the dance this week. No, I'm just kidding. You know what to do. At this time of the show, if you're not already on there, hit up StarWarsTime.net. If you've already been there, tell a friend. StarWarsTime.net. Yes, the .net sucks. It is what it is. But once they're there, you can tell them, hey, these guys do some neat stuff on Star Wars. If you want to listen to them on their weekly podcast, just hit that subscribe to podcast link up at the top of the page right here. Clicky do. If the site is up and running, it'll actually open. Hey, look at that. Here we go. You can follow us on iTunes, on Spotify, on TuneIn, Android, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, Deezer, email, RSS. There is literally too many options to not be listening to the Star Wars Time Show on a podcasting platform. So if you are, we'd love some feedback. Leave a rating, leave a review, leave a like, leave a comment. All that stuff goes miles and miles when it comes to the search engine overlords deciding who to share to other Star Wars fans when they ask best Star Wars podcast. So keep it up. Pass it on. I know we say it over and over. The crew that watched live with us, you are the champions. You are the assholes. We need you to keep driving this growth because April was a fantastic month. Let's beat it in May. We can't do it without the fans because just look at the content we put out. It's not that great. So it is up to all of you to trick people into thinking it is great and getting them to drink the Star Wars Time Show Kool-Aid. So while you're on the site, if you're already on the podcast, make sure to follow us on YouTube. You can find that right here in the sidebar. If you're on the video, I'm pointing it out for you. Just click on subscribe. Once you're there, every video we put out, you better watch it. You better like it. You better leave a comment. And turn on those damn notifications so you know anytime we post a video. All right, my friends, as we all know, in this live stream, there is always time for Star Wars time. And if you forget that, you need to remember, if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you. 
always. 